this is happening. The following production is part of the Weebeat podcast. Michelangelo from the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Tom Kane, this is the voice of Yoda on Star Wars. Hey, yo, it's Wobat, and a big yee-haw to you all. I used to be Luke Duke. Hi, my name is Oli Shoshan. I play Jedi Master Shakti. Hi, Butch Patrick here, Eddie Munster. Hi, this is Jim. Hi, this is Bill Farmer. You're listening to the Neverland Podcast. Welcome to Neverland. To Disney and beyond. And it will all happen again. And now your head lost boy, the Spider Pan. Walk on the eyes of East Pan. Jeremy! It's us! Let me get Hi. back to where you can see us again. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta stop sharing the screen. There! Now you should be able to see us again. Here we are. We are back. We're doing a video. Okay, so this is going to seem live because this will go up live and it'll be premiering on YouTube. And if you're just hearing the audio version of the show, then you can just get the audio and then enjoy it. But we're going to do what? our year in review. Wait, wait, wait. Aren't we live right now? Not quite. Well, you and I are alive, but we're going to, I'm recording this and I'll put it up on YouTube and have it do an instant premiere. And so however long we go, I'll just make it to where it's going to run up until midnight my time. I figure it's easier. That way I can make sure I get the audio off of this so we can share it for all our audio people as well. I'm just saving time. I figured, you know, I was thinking about just going completely live, but it's like, well, I haven't had time to really promote anything and if I put it on early. But anyways, <laughs> I'm alive. We're alive. Yes, we got through the year. We have survived 2020, which my, my point is, is not the worst year in human history. And there's been some problems with this year, truly. <laughs> we'll say that, but we got through it, and I want to be able to focus on everything that went right with the year, because a lot went right Good. compared to what went wrong. Well, I, I, I do have to say, I did have a bit of a struggle this year, though. So did I. I. Watched, well, I watched Xanadu. <laughs> hey, yeah, I know it's not a great movie, but the music is fantastic. <laughs> I mean, I'm alive. Yeah, I'm alive. ELO, baby. Yes. <laughs> One of my favorites from Classic Rock. I love playing their music on my... Because I'm back on the job. That's been my fun year is... Yeah, I, I was full-time at the radio station. And then in March, I was sent to work from home and then furloughed. But I can even find a benefit to being furloughed, which I'll get into later. I mean, great. Right. It really stunk. But see, it has come back around. I'm only part-time, but I am back at the radio station again. So I've come full circle, mostly. I just I'm still having to fill in the rest of my hours of the day to make sure I'm making money. So, but at least I I, I feel like I've made progress. I'm I'm good working it back around because this year's been rough on everybody. A lot of us lost our jobs, including me. Uh, so, but there's a lot of things you know. I, if if we really think about it, we can't really expect 2021 to start out that much better because we still have this pandemic thing going on. And, you know, there's stuff is still happening. It didn't stop just because the year change is over. So as much as everybody's like, kick this year out the door, right in the pants, doesn't mean it's going to be better unless now, you have the right mindset. True, true. Now, I am trying to get my year started off on a great right foot. There you and go. I guess we can talk about that later. OK, we'll do that later because we got some things to anticipate for the next year. Exactly. Uh, I kept saying, I've said in previous videos and on the stuff that I'm going to get to on the podcast, we have to talk about the Disney Investors Day and all the fun stuff. But we're going to save that for all the things to talk about that's coming up in this coming year. That like, woohoo, a lot of cool stuff is happening. 
there's also one other good thing that came out of 2020. Both of us have a nice beard. Yes, my winter beard is in. <laughs> I'll keep it until it gets hot again. And I, I've got it nice and furry just in, right in time for, we, we had a nice storm that, uh, that hit. Ooh. Well, the fun thing is, all right, so here in Gladstone, where I live, it's, it, it, was, it was pretty bad. But as I drive up north, I, you know, I work 45 minutes north. And there it is a winter wonderland of ice. Mm. I mean, it's all the it was just a freezing rain after the sleet. And so all the trees have that nice ice covering and the grass has all covered in ice. So it's really kind of beautiful to look at. It's just not fun to drive on. <laughs> but we're well, I remember those around. days. I remember those days. Yeah, you grew up in Utah, right? Uh, Idaho. Idaho. OK. Yes. Yep. Well, sometimes spent in Utah, too. But yeah, sometimes in Utah. And, uh, you know, here in Arizona. I love the winters. No ice, no snow. I can walk around in shorts. <laughs> Is this when you're going to have your sandstorms, though? Uh, that happens in the middle of summer. Middle of summer. Okay. Yep. So, Do you have anything to look forward to in winter other than being able to say, we're not cold at all? Uh, that's the whole reason to look forward <laughs> to winter. <laughs> I'm wearing shorts. Neener, neener, neener. Time, you know, time to put those Facebook memes up about uh, you know, watching all the snow from Arizona. Yeah. Well, at least it's, uh, you know, not dry here, I guess. <laughs> there you go. See, so, and you've got this color called green out there. Yeah, it's an amazing thing. I remember when you came in for the convention, you're like, I love how green everything is, all these trees <laughs> and everything. It's like, yeah, see? Although it's pretty neat. I've been to the other side of the Rocky Mountains, and it's pretty cool when you get over to that side and everything's kind of, it's it's just different. Because mm -hmm. everybody's lawn is rocks. Well, down here, definitely. So it is pretty cool. You know, it's it's a whole different thing. And you can make it beautiful. Yep. yep you make yep. it work. But this, you know, before we get into everything positive, we do want to get into, the, you know, not everything was perfect this year. We, of course, did lose a lot of our celebrity friends. Well, we call them friends. We feel well, we felt like we knew them. But uh, one, though, that has not passed away. Thank you. Tom Kane. Yeah, thank goodness. We just heard this week, and I, I noticed because I follow him on social media because he's local to me, and I've gotten to meet him at, at conventions here locally and talked to him a few times. In fact, oh, I let me switch over. I should have dug this up. But, I well, you've heard it on the show before, but we have a sounder, you know, where he, Tom Kane, this is, the voice of Yoda on Star Wars. I do a terrible job out of it. But <laughs> we do have, you know, some audio from him that I've recorded with him. Uh, but he apparently, the reason why he hasn't been on social media in a very long time, and I was starting to wonder, it's like, how come I never see him anymore? He had a stroke, I believe they said it was the right side of his face, mainly, uh, I'd have to I'd have to look it up, but he had a stroke, and uh, he's, I guess he's doing better than he was, but there's a chance that he might not be able to do voice work anymore. It's a possibility, but uh, you know what? He can heal up from this, he can come back from it, people come back from strokes, uh, I figured, you know, if uh, Jim Ross can come back from his stroke and he's still announcing for wrestling events, even though he, you know, he can't move half of his face, he still can speak clearly. So, Tom Kane, we got the best wishes and prayers coming for you that you're going to be able to be speaking. You're going to be back because, I mean, that's almost like losing uh, our modern day Ted Knight. Right. And for anyone who doesn't think of Ted Knight, let's just give him the, the sample would be. Meanwhile, Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Ted Knight was just this great voice. And really, Tom Kane, he's just that level. I mean, he's done uh, the Academy Awards. 
uh, many tears. Uh, I even hear him doing stuff on, if anyone anyone listens to the soundtrack show with David Collins, he does some of the announcing on that as well. I mean, he's just, Tom Kane's been everywhere. So I hope he's going to come back. Yes, yes. Or, of course, yes, everybody at least is going to be able to see on the video because they're seeing your screen, not me. There we go. <laughs> there we go. But we do have a long list, and I hadn't I hadn't realized how long of a list this was until I started compiling it of all the people that passed away. This is not every single celebrity. There's a lot more on the list, but I went with the ones that I at least I knew who they were. I knew something about. So let's just go get through this because the most recent one was Don Wells, yes. Mary Ann from Gilligan's Island. Which I know that was Philip's favorite. Now I, I had a hard time picking a favorite because Mary Ann was the one you would want to take home because she was the nice, good girl. But I've always got a thing for redheads, so, <laughs> so I do like the ginger as well. So I was stuck in the middle. I couldn't pick. How about you? Oh, definitely, definitely Don Wells, <laughs> Mary Ann. Yeah, yeah. And I, I married a brunette, so I mean, <laughs> you know. I do love your redheads, but I do like the brunettes, too. Plus, I think, yeah, Don Wells, didn't she have blue eyes? And blue eyes with dark hair is just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. And yeah, she can make a coconut 3,000 different ways. There you go. And, or, of course, if Casey Jones always said, Professor and Marianne, all the way. Although Donatello says Gilligan was her main man. <laughs> and I can't remember which insult came with each quote, but, Yeah. <laughs> Something like elf lips or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Head. Anyways, <laughs> some of you got that. I hope you did. Anyway, so the next on the list is Jeremy Bullock, uh, the original Boba Fett. Yes. Although you didn't actually hear his voice in there, but well, but you do get to see him. You did. You get to see him as one of the Imperial officers. Oh yeah, that's right. You know, I don't know if I've ever spotted him. I need to look for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's there. Well, those other. Guys that are always masked that you finally like, hey, look, we can pop you up somewhere else and no one will ever know. Oh, yeah. So like getting to see Warwick Davis in episode one where he got to be there and have his face oh, showing. Yeah. As Weasel, yeah. Like, yay, it's you. <laughs> so after that, uh, I have to mention this up because uh, Philip and I found out about his death while we were actually recording. But Kobe oh. Bryant, mm-hmm. I'm not a big basketball guy, but I mean, he's an, you knew his name. That's like oh, knowing yeah. who LeBron James and Michael Jordan and Larry Bird is, really. So we knew who he was. Uh, Chadwick Boseman. Now, this was a big one. Oh, yeah. He was, he was a fantastic Black Panther. And as much as I like the fact that they're going to try to keep, keep going with Black Panther series, and I'm excited to see what they do, I, well, it's just not going to be the same. He was so great. Uh, and I, I didn't realize I'd seen some other stuff like 42. I remember watching that one. I, I didn't realize that was him. Mm-hmm. And that, that's a good story with the 42 because that's, uh, that's one of our hometown heroes. Right, right, right. Jack Robinson. So, Makes me proud to be a Kansas City with the Kansas City Monarchs. So yeah, I've I'd forgotten it was. That's I think the only things I saw him in was Forty Two and uh, and of course as the Black Panther in at least four. How many movies did he get to play, play the Black Panther in? Oh, let's see, Civil so War, mm-hmm. Black Panther, mm-hmm. uh, and, and two Avengers and movies Infinity at least. War. So yeah, so just as I think I heard something that he has filmed some other stuff for an upcoming movie already. Hmm. Interesting. I thought I heard something about that. So they, they still have some footage of him they can use. So I hope that's true. But I, I yeah. do recall hearing something about that. Like like he's supposed to be, I want to say the next Thor movie he's supposed to pop up. Hmm. But don't quote me on that. But I thought yeah. I heard something about that. Yeah, I, I honestly don't think that they're uh, ready to 
even film on that. So I thought they had already had it filmed and were ready to go. Maybe it's one of the uh, maybe it's one of the maybe, uh, Plus series yeah. or something. Well, there's Black Widow. There's uh, yeah. Eternals coming up. There's a lot coming. We'll get into that later. <laughs> but moving along, Alex Trebek, another recent one. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't watch a whole lot of Jeopardy, but I did find it odd, and I'll I'll jump down that him and Sean Connery passing away that close to each other. Yeah, when I week. with that when, with having seen the Celebrity Jeopardy parodies on Saturday Night Live, where they used to have where they had this grudge thing where Sean Connery was always insulting Alex Trebek. <laughs> so it was funny that they kind of went together because I wonder if they had ever met at any point in real life and could laugh about what Saturday Night Live was doing to them. You know, yeah, they've got that opportunity now. Yeah, yeah. So then Charlie Pride, uh, I think you were more familiar with Charlie Pride than I am, because I think you posted something about it, didn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, my family, my my family growing up, all we listened to was country. And of course, Charlie Pride was on the radio station. So, uh, you know, Kiss an Angel, Good Morning. I think that's the song I, I can think of that I knew. Mm-hmm. Charlie Pride was kissing Angel Good Morning, and I even Elijah. He did that originally. Yeah, well, I don't know originally, but he did do it. Oh, because I've heard Ronnie Millsap do that one. Mm-hmm. The, the Elijah, the poor old wooden Indian guy, yeah. right? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know Charlie Pride had sung that. So now I got to look it up. Mm-hmm. Okay, because yeah, I love Ronnie Millsap. You know, we used to have a bunch of Ronnie Millsap tapes, and we had a live uh, Ronnie Millsap, and he sung that song. So, all right, but moving along. It's another Star Wars loss for the year, David Prowse. Yeah. Uh, I remember a couple of years ago when he announced that he was no longer going mm-hmm. to be able to attend conventions. And you know, I figured, you know, this this is close. This is uh, we're not going to have yeah. him for much longer. Yeah. And uh, not just for being uh, Darth Vader, but he was well known for playing like the safety superhero on British television. Mm-hmm. She's in like crosswalk safety and stuff. <laughs> so, right. Right. So he was larger than life. And I love that uh, some photos that I've seen of him. You'd see him standing around with his hands kind of on his belt, just like you'd see Darth Vader standing around and like, oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> so that's 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 just as big as when we lost uh, Peter Mayhew. Uh, I guess a couple of years ago. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. Peter Mayhew, just the way he carried himself was so much Chewbacca. So we've already that's mentioned that, Sean Connery. Uh, yep. Yeah. So next, Eddie Van Halen. Hmm. Uh, this was big on all of us people that are around our age, because, I mean, he, I mean, okay, I don't know who you would say is better between Eddie Van Halen or Jimi Hendrix, but, I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think Eddie Van Halen is the one who really taught us how to hammer down on those tiny <laughs> strings. You know? Oh, and come on. Van Halen is the soundtrack of the 80s. Yes, it totally is. No matter who the singer is, you know, because... Exactly. You know, if... If the, when you people try to say, oh, well, there's a difference between Van Halen and Van Hagar, I like both. I have enjoyed mm-hmm. music from both of them. David Lee Roth was, of course, his own thing. And then Sammy Hagar, Hagar was almost like an entirely different band. And I enjoyed both bands. Right. Yeah. All because you had Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> <laughs> Even when they stuck him on a keyboard for Jump, you know, he still rocked the keyboard, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So he'll be missed. And then speaking of keyboard, little Richard, I'd forgotten he passed away this year. Good golly, Miss Molly. Good golly. Oh my goodness. I mean, he had so many great hits back in the day, and he's just he was just such a personality. Anytime you'd see him on TV oh, yeah. and everything, he was always just an exciting person. And uh 
Uh, I don't think Chadwick Boseman popped up in this one, but there is an actor who who did play. There's a little Richard. Uh, I think it was made for TV movie. I did see once, uh, and that actor who played a little Richard went on and he did a lot of other stuff. And now I can't think oh. of who he was. Almost makes me wonder if Chadwick Boseman didn't pop up somewhere in that movie. <laughs> he popped up everywhere. It's possible, I guess. Yeah. You know? Uh, let's see. Then Regis Philbin. I forgot about him passing away this year. Uh, when I was young, I used to watch him and Kathy Lee before it mm-hmm. became now it's Kelly Ripa and uh, the American Idol dude. Uh, yep. Right out of my the head. American Idol dude. That's the guy. He's, but, you know, he's Kelly Ripa yeah. now. but Regis was also a staple at all of the Walt Disney World parades yes. that they would televise. Yes. I mean, he was the epitome host. Uh, epitome. Yes. Is that the word I'm looking for? Consummate, I think. Co- host. There you go. Uh, and now, like kind of Tom Bergeron is now, he is like the ultimate host for doing anything for a Disney television show between Dancing and the Stars. Although he left mm-hmm. AFV because he was getting too busy. And now I love yeah. we have Alfonso Ribeiro on AFV. I love him to death. I mean, it's just <laughs> great. So, but Tom Bergeron is just like a perfect host for stuff. And it's, he's like the new Regis Philbin. Right, right. <laughs> uh, the next on the list, Grant Imahara. Yeah, it's from Mythbusters. Mythbusters. Lucasfilm. Yes, he did a lot of work with Lucasfilm, but I also want to bring up, uh, there's a fan-made series, Star Trek Continues, and he played oh, Sulu. right. Yes. Which I haven't watched all of those, but they're so good. They're like watching the old show brought back. Mm-hmm. And it's fun to see Grant Himahar in there as Sulu. And then this, we'll, we'll take personally, Wilford Brimley. Yes. Because, you know, I can relate being diabetic. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my diabetes. And I took what he said because he was always doing the Quaker Oats. I do eat oatmeal for breakfast because it is actually yep. really good to keep my blood sugar under control. So well, as, as long as you don't turn into a thing. Or yeah, a cocoon. Okay. Sure. <laughs> I don't think I ever saw the thing, but I did see cocoon. There you go. There you go. Well, you know, the next person on our list here is Kelly Preston. Oh. Definitely a Disney connection there. Sky oh, High. Yeah. With Kurt Russell. Yep. Yeah, uh, I I don't know if she did anything else with Disney that I can think of though. Nothing's coming to the top of my head, but yeah. uh, she she was married to John Travolta. Yep, right. Yeah, and he's certainly done a few things for Disney as well. <laughs> yeah, Bolt. Yeah, Love Bolt. Yes. So and that's why poor John Travolta just had a rough few years because he just lost his son a couple of years ago, right. and then now his wife passed away. So I, it was nice seeing him this year in that Christmas commercial where he's playing Santa. With uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Have you seen that? I missed that one. Oh, it, it's so great. Look it, for it. It's almost like a Pulp Fiction reunion. Uh, <laughs> and especially because Samuel L. Jackson's telling him about his, uh, you know, asking what's in his wallet, you know, as usual. But he, when he tells Santa, John Travolta, Santa, of this wonderful thing he can get on his credit card, he asks if he asks Santa if he can get off the naughty list. <laughs> and John Travolta, Santa says, have you gotten off the naughty words? <laughs> <laughs> it, is a, it was a great commercial. Uh, you might be able to find it on YouTube if you didn't get to see it. It was usually on during football games is when I'd see it. It was, uh, it was okay. a fun commercial. But moving on, Jerry Stiller, father of Ben yeah. Stiller. Uh, I think most people are going to know him from Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I remember seeing him in a lot of different movies. And... Oh, and he did a lot of work with his son as well. Yes, he did. He was a very funny guy. Even his wife was funny. Uh, I can't think oh, of his yeah. wife's name. Uh, uh, she was on a lot of television shows Amira? as well. Yeah. Uh, which she's still living, I believe. Yeah, uh, I believe she yeah, is. Yeah, she's still live, and she did a lot of you know '80s television, '90s television. You'd you'd mm-hmm. see them pop up movies. They were just you know funny old people, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he really was. And then the next, Ian Holm. 
Oh, yeah, Bilbo. Bilbo Baggins himself, the original Bilbo before they passed it on to, uh, I forgot the guy's name who did the Hobbit movies. Oh, and now, uh, now I blame Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. But uh, the first time I actually remember seeing Ian Holm and knowing who he was, was in The Fifth Element. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that was who he was in The Fifth Element, but I saw it first. And it wasn't until later I was like, oh, the guy in The Fifth Element. <laughs> uh, and then he also is in, uh, I don't think it's Jesus of Nazareth, but he's in one of the old television biblical epics. I think it is hmm. Jesus of Nazareth. He's, Could be. You can see him. Uh, I can't remember who he plays. Uh He's somewhere in King Herod's court, I think. I can I can picture where I remember seeing him, but I can't think of who he was supposed to be. But yeah, Ian Holm actually did a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. I think he even did some some voices somewhere, I think. He might have done some work for Disney. I, I should have looked that up before we started, huh? <laughs> That's what I get for not paying attention. Oh, another person who did an awful lot of work was uh, was Max von Sydow. Yes. I don't Is it Sydow or Sido? I, I never know how to I say that. One or the other. Either, he was in a Star Wars movie. I mean, come on. What more do you need? <laughs> Other than at least being the merciless. Playing yeah, Jesus yeah, Christ true. himself, even. <laughs> yeah. So, what a weird thing to go from playing Jesus to then playing Ming the Merciless. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was in everything. And he. I love that he got to do a Star Wars movie before he passed. Even though it's a small part. Uh, but hey, he, he was in there. At this point, everyone's going to be in Star Wars. <laughs> right. Even Daniel Craig has a small part in the Star Wars movie. Now. <laughs> too true. Too true. Very true. So, but oh, but Fred Willard, mm, that one hurts. Yes. Uh, even like uh, even in Pixar films, mm -hmm. uh, he's in um, Wally. Wally. I think he did it, didn't he? Did he do two Pixars? I nothing's coming to mind for another film because I thought he done, voiced but, uh... another character somewhere. I should have looked that up too. But Fred Will, I mean, he was everywhere, even yeah. uh, in Chuck. He's in some episodes of Chuck. He was uh, uh, Captain Awesome's father, I believe. Uh, he, and he was just so funny. And he just had this quality of friendliness and geniality. If he ever played a villain, it would be it, I would never be able to watch it. It wouldn't make sense to me. <laughs> but, you know, one thing he liked, did he ever own a chicken restaurant? I don't know. Well, you know who did. Who did? Ken, Kenny Rogers. With oh. Kenny Rogers Roasters. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. Oh, my goodness. But Kenny Rogers, we lost him this year, too. We did. We did. Uh, and I, I, we had, when I was a kid, eight an eight-track tape of Kenny Rogers. Ask your parents, kids, what an eight-track is. <laughs> Maybe even oh. ask your grandparents. <laughs> I'll do you one better. We had a collection of LPs. There you go. This lady, and I can't think any other words because I don't remember them. <laughs> but then, of course, everybody knows the gambler. Oh, yes. And Islands in the Stream with Dolly Parton. I mean, come yeah. on. Kenny Rogers. Well, yeah. Well, and, and I always go back to Ruby. But, uh, mm. in fact, one of my favorite uh, Kenny Rogers performances is him not performing Ruby. He's with Lionel Richie, who is the one performing Ruby. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which uh, he has an interesting take on it. I'll bet I'll have to listen to that one. Something else to look for, look up later. Uh, but before we skip too many people down here, is uh, we had, and I, I guess it's Neil Pert. I've heard some people want to say Neil Peart, but I think it's Neil mm. Pert, drummer for Rush. Uh, that was a big deal, boy. And he passed away. A lot of music fans just 
just melted. Oh, yeah. To have him and, you know, maybe somewhere he and Eddie Van Halen are putting a band together, you know. There you go. There, <laughs> there you, you go. Because I, I didn't really think he was one of the greatest drummers of all time, but a lot of people say he was. So I believe him because, you know, Rush music. I was never really a big fan of Rush, but it is. You've heard the songs everywhere, especially. Oh, yeah. I work in a classic Sawyer. rock station. Yeah. 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 And I mean, there it did have a, a Rush had a definite style about them. So well, then moving from there, Rocky Johnson. Yes. Which most people probably know him as the father of Dwayne, the Rock Johnson. Uh, but he was a wrestler back in the 80s. He was there when Hulk Hogan first won the WWF championship. And he was there dumping champagne on his head. And if you think The Rock is it was in good shape, you should hit dad. Oh yeah, it's buff, dad. like crazy, man. So I don't remember a lot of specific matches because I was really little uh, at the time when Rocky Johnson was wrestling. But yeah, he was a good looking dude. <laughs> he was buff as heck, man. <laughs> so you can see where Dwayne got his looks from because Dwayne's a good looking dude too. Oh yeah, he, he really oh, took yeah. after his dad. But after that, oh, this one hurts too. Kirk Douglas. Okay. Yes. Well, and, and he lived a good, long, full life as well. Yeah, he did. Wow. But I'm always going to love him, probably best. I mean, granted, he's been on so many Westerns, but I still, after you see uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, he's so great in that one, getting to play his typical tough guy role, but has the only real song in the movie, and True. it's the, one of the best songs. You know, it's a great one. There's Mermaid Tilly. Da, da. I forgot all the lyrics, but yeah, the, the whale of a tail to tell you, lads, and a whale of a tail or two. It is such a great song and it's so iconic to me, at least. And I think mm -hmm. to a lot of other people. And uh, who knew that Kirk Douglas could sing? <laughs> there you go. I'll bet he surprised even himself. He might have, but oh, he's he's just great. He's just great. And so he'll be missed. Then, uh, oh, this one, this one kind of got, got to my childhood. Fred Curly Neal. One of, uh, I don't think he was one of the original Harlem Globetrotters, but to me, when I first heard of them and they were on cartoons with Scooby-Doo, yes. Curly was there. Yes. So I hadn't heard from him in a long, long time. But when he passed away, I was like, oh, right in yeah. the childhood. It's still very iconic. Yes. And then uh, John Huber is very recently, he was a wrestler. Uh, he was one of the uh, the Wyatt brothers here recently in WWE. He was a champion over at uh, AEW, apparently. Uh, I had have, I haven't watched a lot of wrestling here lately, um, but you know it's kind of surprise. He was only I think did they say forty one or forty two? I mean oh, that's wow. younger than me. Uh, and if something with his lungs, they said he didn't have COVID, but there was something happened with his lungs. I don't know if it's a complication from you know a lot of these wrestlers they get hurt and they don't sometimes realize how hurt they are. And I I wonder if that wasn't uh, that he didn't get hurt uh, and that caused a problem. Yeah. Uh, but moving along. Ken Spears and Joe Ruby both passed away this year. Right. They are the Ruby Spears of Ruby Spears. Exactly. Well, and before they were Ruby Spears, they were with Hanna-Barbera. They are the ones who created Scooby-Doo. Oh, yes. They created the formula that, that everyone tried to exactly. follow Scooby-Doo. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, you know, they, they are certainly responsible for a good part of our uh, Saturday mornings. Oh, yes. Which I hear is in some fashion coming back. Me TV has claimed they're going to bring back Saturday mornings here in January. Yep, they're, they've got a Looney Tunes block. They've got a few other cartoons that are available. So uh, hopefully we'll see some good stuff coming. I'm uh, getting my Me cereal TV. bowl ready to go. I'm ready, man. <laughs> I'm getting my cereal bowl out. I'm going to sit in front of the TV. I'm, I'm ready. 
So that, yeah, that's exciting. But that, of course, that's stuff coming up. Uh, we've got a lot of things that I've made a list of a few things that because uh, 2020, despite all the people who just passed away that we just talked about, 2020 had a lot of awesome things that happened. Right. And of course, I'm obviously I got to go with the first thing that happened. Patrick Mahomes went in the Super Bowl <laughs> with the Chiefs. A there first you go. Super Bowl ring. I mean, they haven't won the Super Bowl since Super Bowl two. So get it, just getting there was exciting. And then the it was a neck and neck battle. And even they pulled this little trick college play where they did a turnaround, which they tried to do last Sunday and it didn't work. But it worked at the Super Bowl. But it was a neck and neck game. And the Chiefs finally come up with a Super Bowl victory. And this season is almost done. And maybe they're headed for it again. I mean, we still got a great offense around here, but. But what was great is Patrick Mahomes got to save the iconic line. <laughs> We've just won the Super Bowl number, whatever it is. What are you doing next? And of Going course, to he, got to say, he went to New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he went to Walt Disney World and got to be on the float. And like, ha ha, that was, that was great. That was a great thing this year. Now, some of you people don't care. And I bet we hear the Chiefs are probably as now as annoying as the Patriots and a lot of these other teams. They have the, Everybody always hears about the quarterback constantly to where you're sick and tired of us. Like, that's all right. Be sick and tired of us. I'm enjoying it because we never have gotten this type of thing. You know, not since we had Joe Montana, but we got Joe Montana after he'd already had his Super Bowl victory in San Francisco. We finally got Joe Montana here, you know. Hey, like just be always, glad it was, I was just going to say, be glad it wasn't Joe Montana. That, well, he might be good. You never know. <laughs> he might be good. But it seemed like we always got players after they had already had their great time at another team. They're like, yeah, I got a few more years left in my career. Let's come to Kansas City. So, But everything just finally came together here, and we're enjoying it, and we don't care if you're annoyed by us. We're, we're, we're playing. We're having a good time in Kansas City. Join in the train. Have some fun with us. Oh, good, good. Another thing that happened in February, Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Yes, which was surprisingly pretty good. Yes, I loved it. And it, also, hmm? oh, I was just going to say, it is a very good example of how the fans speaking up can affect some change. Yes. Uh, as you might remember, the original design for Sonic didn't look very good. <laughs> it was a little creepy. They gave him human eyes. Yeah. And within a week of that first trailer being released, uh, the uh, director came out and said, you know what? You're right. This doesn't look right. We're going to go ahead. We're going to make some changes. We're going to take it back and we'll see what we can do. And they brought back a Sonic that's much more faithful, you know, look wise to the games. Oh, yeah. They even went with like kind of the big cartoony eyes and they made it right. work. And I like that. You know, they had for something like Sonic, I think they've proved that, you know, if you just go for it and present it the way it should be, the way people know it from the games, it'll work. Mm -hmm. And so hopefully when they're because they're talking about trying to do the Super Mario Brothers again. If they just go for it and make what people expect, it'll work. Not right. like what they did in the 90s, where they they did, what in the world is this, you know? <laughs> yeah, we won't talk about it too much. It, it is still kind of fun. It's, I still kind of like to watch it. I haven't watched it in like 30 years, but... Well, I guess it's been less than 30 years, because that was, you know, less than 30. Yeah, it, it's been it was, at least it 20. Was, it was like 90, 91, 92. Yeah, I remember seeing it in the theaters because I was super excited for it. And I remember like, well, what is this? But it's it's kind of stupid fun. So I still kind of enjoyed it. But a little heavy on the stupid rather than yeah, stupid. Yeah, a little fun. heavy on the stupid. <laughs> but, uh, you know. But, but hey, it's got, it, was in it. And, and it's got a great Dennis Hopper performance. Yeah, well, of course, because it's Dennis Hopper. Exactly. <laughs> you know. 
So I still enjoyed it. Uh, another yeah. thing I have in, in February, Battlefront 2 had a big update. Now, I haven't uh, gone after this because I guess it's also a, you have to pay for an expansion. And I haven't done it. Have you? Mm. I, I haven't. Uh, to be honest, all of my uh, Star Wars gaming this year has focused around a game from last year, Jedi Fallen Order. Ah. And February is when I got it. <laughs> yeah, I got it for Christmas and got stuck pretty quick. <laughs> I was playing it kind of constant, and then I got stuck for a while, and then like, okay, I'm going to do something else. I'll come back to it. And I came back to it, got past where I got stuck, and then got stuck somewhere else. I'm like, okay. And I have come back to it, and I'm still stuck. Mm. So, Battlefront 2, I guess, had a big update, uh, and I also know is they brought in some Ewoks, and I think you can play as an Ewok, I thought. Oh, wow. So, but yeah, you can fight the Battle of Endor. They added a lot more battles for it, but, you know, mm -hmm. Battlefront 2 is meant to be played online, and I don't do a lot of online play. So. Yeah, and, and, and that's the thing. I don't do much online play either. I prefer a campaign uh, where, or a story where you can go through yeah. it. But apparently it was really awesome because everybody was telling me, oh, you got to get the update. And I'm like, well, I will. But then I saw it wasn't a free update. I was like, no, that's more downloadable content. So right. I'll get it probably eventually just to play with it because it's Star Wars. So okay. I'm going to be here. I'm just going to pop off the screen for a second. Okay, well, while he does that. On the 21st was the release of the final season of Clone Wars. Yes. We got introduced to the Bad Batch, which are getting their own series, but that's coming up for the next year. Right. Uh, I, I love the Bad Batch. They were like the A-team. They were so cool. And it's uh, going to be interesting to see what happens going forward with them. But yes. they're not the only thing we got this season. We got but, the Siege of Mandalore. Mm, yes. Well, I got to see that and Darth Maul on Mandalore taking control and Ahsoka getting to fight with with uh, with Maul. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. I hope I didn't just spoil that for anybody. <laughs> well, zip no. at that ending, though. That ending, though. That was hot. That was good stuff. I may need to go watch it again. <laughs> I've been trying to go and rewatch all the Mandalore style focused episodes of Clone Wars. And I'm going to come back and finish watching Rebels because there's so much to happen that's oh, yes. come back in the Mandalorian, which we're going to end up talking to that when we catch up to that uh, to October. Right. But uh, jumping into March, unless there's anything in February that you think I've left out that you can remember. There's nothing that I can remember. You know, we always talk about how we're going to write down the stuff that happens <laughs> uh, and we never do. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try to be better about it this, this coming year. But uh, it's been a messed up year and so I didn't keep track very well. Well, you know, uh, not 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 to not to, you know, necessarily detract from what we're doing. But if you are looking for a good in-depth year in review uh, style podcast, check out um, uh, the window to the magic, which is going to be coming out here within the next yeah. week or so. And that's going to you know have a good take. Good look at everything that is uh, uh, all around the world at Disney. Yeah. Which was kind of rough. What is that noise? Are you playing oh, with your lightsaber? Well, I was going to bring that up later. <laughs> anyway, so March brought us Onward. Yes. Which I've only watched once. I own a copy of it, and my wife still hasn't seen it, but I loved Onward. It was it was nice. I, I really liked it. I'm, I'm the oldest of three brothers, and, you know, while we haven't lost our parents, the storyline, you know, is still something that I could really relate to, you know, especially going out, hanging with your brother, you know, going out on an adventure of some kind, trying to figure out what you're doing in this rundown van. Um, I, I was fortunate enough to see it in the theaters just before uh, the world turned upside down. But right. 
Yeah, onward. Onward. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my wife's in the room with us. Uh, and then, you know, only to find out a week later it was going to be available for digital right. download. So we went ahead and bought it as well at that time. Yeah. So I went ahead. I waited for the Blu-ray. <laughs> I, I wanted. I think I ordered it through the Disney Movie Club even just because yes. like because they released it early. I'm like, I want it. I want it. Yep, and I yep. even have, oh, I should have brought them up here with me, but I have some of the McDonald's toys. I didn't collect all of them, but I got some oh. of them because I, I collect McDonald's toys <laughs> sometimes <laughs> when they're Disney. So that's actually all I have for March because March is also the, the, the month that I got for, well, not furloughed, but I got sent to work from home, uh, which began where I had a lot more time to sit and play some games, which leads me into April. Well, before we get to April, though. I did have a wonderful experience in March when I got to ride Rise of the Resistance. Nice. Yeah, that's something I didn't get in. I didn't get a lot of park stuff in here. Rise of the Resistance just opened this year, didn't it? Yeah, well, it, it yes, yes, back in January. I, mm-hmm. It opened up in December in uh, Disney World, but in January in Disneyland. And of yeah. course, with the parks being closed, it's uh, made a little bit more you know, difficult to see and, uh, and participate. But March also saw the opening of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which we can discuss yeah. when we get to uh, October. Yes. Don't let me forget. To, we got to bring that up. Yes. But uh, so I'm going to start something up here to play. And so I'll start sharing screen here in a little bit. So Do I need to get some mana. Yeah, get some mana because kind of a big thing here. Uh, let me pull up the shared screen here. Share screen. I don't want to share the sound. Let's share the Windows Media Player. Here we go. And I had, ever since I heard of it, I had been looking forward to this. I can't find the right button. Here we go. There you go. So uh, I'm going to mute the sound, so I'm not hearing it either. But the Final Fantasy VII Remake came out, and I had it reserved. I went ahead and I bought the full tilt copy, man. I got the the big case with the even the metal case that has Sephiroth. Uh, in flames on the front so it came a miniature version of the soundtrack it came with a a book of artwork Uh, and then the nice thing is is in april i was furloughed so i had nothing to do but sit at home and and thank god for this first stimulus package because that was how we were able to stay afloat Uh, i was able to collect unemployment and i was still looking for some sort of work but it gave me time to sit at home and i played the dickens out of this game i went through it i did it on normal and then I did it on easy just to build levels up so I could come back and do it on hard. I've nearly platinum that game. And I'm actually, uh, when I was making a video to recommend it as a Christmas sale, I started playing it again. And I've actually picked up a couple more achievements that I hadn't done. So I've got a couple more trophies. Well, good. Uh, so I might try to platinum the thing, although I missed one of them. There's like this motorcycle section that you have to get appraised for your driving. And I didn't succeed at that. Uh, so I'm, I can come back and try that again. But if I manage to get the, you know, there's like only one. I got to get Cloud's third dress and I'll get another trophy for that. And then I got to get through a a little mini game uh, with Tifa that was a real pain in the neck. But if I can get those, I can actually get the platinum on that thing. Okay. Uh, so this it, it, it was a, such a godsend for me because it, it took my mind off of my troubles. And gave me something to obsess over. I even ended, ended up when they released a full soundtrack of the game. Uh, I could have bought it directly from Square Enix and got like a like hundreds of dollars for this set, but I just bought it off of Apple uh, iTunes. I think for like twenty bucks, I could get ah. a, a completed soundtrack. So I've got it digitally instead of getting hardcovers. And they had a really nice set you could get from Enix, but 
I didn't have that kind of money. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm, I want the music because the music is fantastic. Uh, I got to say the composer of, of these games, he is like the Japanese video game version of John Williams. Mm. I mean, the music is just so iconic in the Final Fantasy series. Oh, and yes. to hear it fully orchestrated. Oh, it's it's fantastic. Quite the thing, yeah. It's just wonderful. One, a fantastic game, and that that made my year. Uh, I cannot recommend this game enough. And I have heard that uh, I think somewhere around January, the exclusive license Square Enix had with Sony will come to an end, mm. and so they will be able to release it on other systems or on PC. Uh, so, uh, everybody else, if you didn't have it on PS4, now is going to be your chance. Very, very soon. Oh, I didn't mean to completely close that window. I'll Ooh. stop stop sharing screens. That's okay. But I was done. I was moving on to the next thing. But that was boy, I was definitely made my April. I mean, I was I spent months just playing that. If you go to our YouTube channel, Neverland Disney and Beyond, you can find a lot of footage of my playthroughs. Because uh, oh, it was so fantastic. Wonderful, and I think yeah. I even mentioned on Facebook, like Aerith was always kind of my favorite character out of the original. And I didn't finish the original because I found out what was going to happen to her. Uh, Plus, I don't I don't like turn based combat so much. Mm -hmm. And after I found that out, because spoilers in magazines, I was like, oh, I really liked her to have her fully voiced and having a lot more to do. She's still my absolute favorite character in the games. And you start to see that she's very central to the entire story of Final Fantasy seven. And they left it very I don't want to spoil anything, but they left it very open that maybe things could go differently this time. Because one of the biggest things with the original game, and I did take the time, I found the original game available for like five bucks on PS4, uh, with even some things where I could make the the uh, turn the combat go faster because I could automatically get my limit breaks, and so I could get through the combat pretty fast, so I could just go through the story. Right. So, but um, I forgot where my train of thought was before I went to there. Uh, but they did well, leave it open to where things could go different. Oh yes, with the original game. After a certain thing happens, which I guess I already mentioned, people were looking everywhere. Is there a way to save Aerith? How can I have saved Aerith? Is there something I could have done differently? People were all over the place. So I know I wasn't alone thinking that she was a fantastic character. Well, and it didn't help that they had a weapon that was exclusive to Aerith that uh, was only available after that part of the game. Yeah, it was very weird. But it Apparently, they had a plan. Originally, it was going to be somebody else that died, but then they thought it would be more of an impact if Aerith was the one. They knew they wanted somebody, but then they chose Aerith and just broke us. Yes. They did it on purpose. Well, I I have to say, I had a much more pleasant gaming experience myself in April. They weren't brand new games, but uh, I certainly was able to... uh, I delved into Lego Marvel Avengers. Or, yeah, Avengers. Nice. It's based around the first several Avengers game movies. Uh, but I also p- got back into Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Ooh, yes. And you finished it now. Everything. I finished it. Well, I've got two side quests left. No, one. No, two. One is getting all of the uh, Korok seeds. And you're going to try to get all of it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but the get other is... with a golden poop. Yes. <laughs> but the other is the Master Sword Trials, which I've gotten through the first set, but there are two more, and I've been able to survive only the first level of that second set. So it's a challenge. Yeah. It's a challenge. I, I have a hard time staying focused on it because there's not there's not enough story to keep me motivated. 
I it's it's a neat style of game, but for a Legend of Zelda game, I have I guess different things I liked about Legend of Zelda games that I haven't been able to keep focus on it. Plus, I can't play with my Switch because my wife is constantly playing Stardew Valley, <laughs> so I never get to play with my Switch anymore anyway. You know what? So, that's that's another thing we discovered Animal Crossing this year. That's something I forgot on the list. Animal Crossing came out about the same time as <laughs> Final Fantasy VII. I want yep. that. One. Yep, we we have that. Um, I, 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 I let's just say there's a lot of minutes and hours that have been <laughs> invested in that game too. But mm-hmm. you know, for my sake, uh, that's one that I've shared with my kids as well, and that they have picked up and run away with. So it's been a good one. Yeah, it's been very enjoyable. I will get into that one eventually, but. Uh, what I would like to do is have a second switch and then have two copies of the game. That way we yes. can each have our own island and we can still interact. Mm-hmm. Because I hear you had to share your resources with your kids. Exactly. See, that would be rough because I'd want to do my <laughs> island my own way. And if I have to share that same island with everybody in the household, oh, I'd be like, yeah. oh, well, come on, what'd you do to my tree? Yeah. Hey, but there's a good way to sell more switches. There you go. There you go. And they did release, I think it was this year, a, uh, a basically, it's only the handheld version of a Switch. They kind of cut down a little bit where it doesn't set up into a TV. You can mm-hmm. get a Switch for cheaper. And my wife is more comfortable, I guess, playing handheld, and I'm more comfortable on a TV with a, with a different controller. So I'm thinking, well, maybe with our tax uh, returns here this year, maybe we can get it. Yeah, possibly. I'm going to look into it's... that. Yeah. Yes. I, I'm sure that will just eat up all my time, uh, my free time, probably going to Animal Crossing because I've watched so much video on it and it just looks just delightful and just nice. It is. It is. It, it's just it's a nice game. You get an opportunity to, you know, create and, you know, set your island up just the way that you want to. And, you know, it's 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 a good, relaxing thing. Mm hmm. But I understand that there's a game that came out this. Well, it's been out for a while, but it became yeah. popular this summer. That might not be quite so uh, relaxing. <laughs> oh, it can be if you're as evil and devious as I can be. <laughs> I didn't. I, I, I've got an acting background, so when when uh, given the opportunity to lie, I can be good at it. Hmm. Among Us, which yeah has been out for like two years, and I, I was pretty sure it was around in May that I first saw some stuff about it, and then found out on Steam you could get it for five dollars. Now you can play it for free on your phone, but I. I don't think I could type as quickly on my phone when having conversations to try to figure out who is the imposter. And if you have not seen anything or know anything about this, this is basically imagine you're on a spaceship and everybody's got jobs to do on a spaceship. But one of you on the ship, at least one, if not two or three, is an imposter who can murder you, sabotage and just wreck your whole day. But you get to come together and try to figure out who that imposter is and inject them off the ship. It's like a digital version of the game. Well, the the party game Mafia. Mafia or Werewolf plays the same thing, different names. Which there are actually now video games that are kind of that. There's like a village one where everybody who plays has a different role in the village, but somebody is a werewolf and stuff like that. (laughs) So, yeah, it's kind of like that. But where where my deviousness comes out is that the last time I was playing, uh, we had voice chat on with some people. Uh And I have video of this on the Neverland page, on our YouTube page. Uh, my acting was able to come out, and I twice got a guy ejected. One time, I, I thought he maybe was the imposter, and I, I was just wrong. The second time, I was the imposter. He had me dead to rights, and I convinced everybody to eject him. And I kept going, and I won as the imposter. I am evil on that game. 
but mainly if you get to hear me talk, because typing, I'm not as convincing, but I can act. I can act and I'll turn it right on and you'll never know. <laughs> but I've had some people have been so devious on that. I had one person that I, I trusted this person. And they said, all right, can somebody watch my back when I go and do this task? And I'm like, I'll do it. We go into the room to do this task. He turned around and killed me. Mm. I was like, no. <laughs> so I've also seen some people cheat. I was live streaming one time uh, on our Neverland channel and somebody who was watching me live play live uh, got into the game with me because they could code their way in because it gives you a code of where everybody's game is. Ah. So he got in to play with me, but he saw that I was the imposter and without giving any reason, just told everybody, trust me, we need to eject him. And we ended up kicking the person because we're like, well, you have nothing to go on and you're really being weird. And I figured, oh yeah, he's he's cheating. He's watching me mm -hmm. live stream. So never live stream that game uh, to, with anybody who can join the game. I still see some people do it, but it's not a good idea because people can watch you online and figure out who the imposter is. If you're the imposter, the streamer, they know. So right. people started cheating all over the place on that. Hmm. Which, you know, like another multiplayer game of the uh, the Fall Guys, I never played this one. Yeah. But I heard people found ways to be annoying and cheat on that, and so now it's hmm. driving some people nuts that they don't play that anymore. But I never did get around to that one. I don't know if that costs money or not. Yeah, uh, I think if I can play that, it on Steam. Yeah, I think you have to pay up front for it. I don't believe yeah. it's a free-to-play game. Yeah, I might look into it one time and play it on Steam, but I'd rather have a controller. Well, I can play mm -hmm. it with a controller on Steam. So, I think it's available on the PS4, but I don't play online on my PS4. Well, I would think that, you know, playing a game like Among Us, you know, it, it, it's all just keystrokes and and whatnot, but, uh, mm -hmm. you know, when, when you can really get in and punch someone, you know, <laughs> Get put a little bit of force, you know, strike hard, strike fast, have no mercy. <laughs> That's right. Because in June, Cobra Kai came to Netflix. Yes. And it suddenly got more popular than ever. I mean, I, I had watched, I had, I had my ways of watching it on the YouTube. Uh, but uh, getting to, you know, sit on Netflix and sit there and watch it again. And all, all the people who finally got a chance to see it realized this is a great show. Yes. Yes. Although there's a few, uh, I would call, a little bit past PG thirteen. Yeah, I uh, a few moments in the first season that I don't think were necessary because yeah. I don't think it fit with it felt part of the spirit of the original uh, movies. Yeah, I uh, was uh, sharing the series with my parents and forgot that those couple of moments. Yeah, popped up. Yeah, and it's like, oops, but oh, but other than that, it's a great show. Yeah. And uh, some one of the other things that happened this year, and uh, too bad Philip Philip couldn't join me uh, today, but he picked up there is a Cobra Kai game mm -hmm. that uh, I forgot the name of the company. They made that. They also made a pretty cool GI Joe game, but they made a Cobra Kai game, and it's basically like a Streets of Rage style game, and it's pretty fun. We've played it. Uh, I think we even were playing it one time uh, as part of the podcast. We were because we were reviewing it live. Uh, the the company that made that one and GI Joe they're very very buggy they kind of rush this stuff out but mm -hmm. they do go and they listen to figure out where the bugs are and they go back and patch it and fix it pretty quick so well, good and, but it's it's pretty fun uh, I don't know what their current cost of it on the PlayStation is but I think it's kind of worth it it is kind of a fun game but speaking of games that came for the PS4 and I think it's, uh, I think you can get it on a lot of other systems but they re released Star Wars Pod Racer did you get this. Uh, you know, I, I'm able to access it through the PS Now application. Really? It's in there yeah. now? Yeah. Oh, I went and I, I paid money for it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really? Wow. So 
Yeah, it was only like five bucks or something like yeah. that. And I remember playing it on the old Nintendo 64 back in the day. Did you ever play it with two controllers? I don't think I ever did, but I... Oh. I that's got to be similar to like the uh, the Pod Racer arcade game where you exactly. have like two... That could have been interesting. That'd have been tough though. But it was. <laughs> the, the best thing about it is having the watch. Oh, these these outlanders! They come to my store. They don't buy anything. What's wrong? Ah, Watto makes that game fun. Even though he says the same thing every time, I love it though. I got a little bit of footage on that. I think on our YouTube. By the way, have you all subscribed to the YouTube channel? If you're watching this video, then you're on YouTube. But if you're here on the audio, did you know we're on YouTube? Because we got a lot of stuff there. Okay, well, let's jump to July. And all right, so the first thing, you know the name, now you own the watch. Hamilton <laughs> finally came out to Disney Plus. So I finally got a chance to sit and watch it after hearing so much about it. And uh, subtitles probably does help to kind of catch yes. some of the lyrics at first. But once you kind of get it, find your, your, your groove in watching it, that was very enjoyable. Oh, yeah. I really yeah, liked I've, it. Well, I've been listening to the Hamilton soundtrack for years now. In fact, my daughter uh, was the one who got me interested in it. And, you know, just to finally see it in full living color, uh, to watch the performances, to, to see how they actually tweaked it a little bit for uh, a movie watching audience was really, really fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I was going to be traveling uh, by car the following day for about 10 hours. So you know, I stayed up right until the point where I could download it and have it so... <laughs> so I could have it to watch during that drive. Yeah, that was that was really I was, it was great to be able to finally see it because you'd hear so much about it, and oh, you know, yeah. and a part of you is like, oh, I've heard, I'm tired of hearing about this. Oh, I, and you're <laughs> prepared to just like, I'm going to buck the trend and I'm going to not like it, but then you watch it like, let me just take a look, and right. you're like, you get pulled in. I'm like, oh, this is pretty grueling. <laughs> I mean, by the time George Washington came out, that actor was great, which he's the guy who played Moana's dad, if I remember correctly. Well, he did, he, he, he sang the role for, Mo he sang, uh, for okay. Moana's father. And then, of course, the guy playing King George was hilarious. That <laughs> At that point, I'm like, okay, I'm in this now. All right, I'm very entertained. So, yeah, keep going. Just so. make sure you're not in the splash zone. There's a splash zone? Well, you know, King George, uh, the, the actor got a little... Um, Excessive oh. <laughs> with fluids from his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, just a bit. <laughs> just slightly. Yeah, as Matt Morjinski of the Super Dungeons used to say, I spit what I rap. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, but Oh, the next thing in July, on July 10th, they re-release brand new versions of real Ghostbusters figures. And I should have brought it down. I've got an Egon still in package up on the... Uh, my counter or my my bookshelf. Uh, I should probably pick up some of the other ones, but there's some other figures that took my time. We'll get to that when we hit October. Uh, but, but it's so, just awesome how you know how close they are to the original figures. Yeah, uh, oh, but the origins ones are close, but the real Ghostbusters figures are the same figures. It is fantastic. They even come with a little ghost. Uh, there, I think there's a little difference on the packaging that they pointed out. Or it doesn't have the phrase, we ain't afraid of no ghosts, because there turned out to be some copyright or something. Ah. They didn't quite get cleared. So the packaging's just a little different, but these real Ghostbusters, it is the same figures. They just remade them. Now, it's not exactly Kenner, but Kenner was bought up by, what, Mattel? I don't yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think yeah, Mattel has been big on, I mean, they, there's even new G.I. Joe figures 
that are yeah. remaking their old ones. But there's another set of figures we'll get to in October that are a <laughs> little different from the original, but are fantastic. Uh, but then August, Bill and Ted finally faced the music. Finally. Finally. <laughs> and I got to go out to a drive-in to watch this. And I had oh, good. been theater since, since Onward at this point, I guess. But yeah, because I don't think there was any movies after Onward that I got a chance to go out and see because the world went upside down. Did yeah. you get a chance to go out to a theater to see it, or did you watch it at home? No, nope, we watched it at home, but I uh, I bought it uh, through Apple, and uh, you know, want to make sure that I have that. I love the first two movies. You know, they're just the the right blend of you know the things I enjoy about the eighties and nineties. And yeah, I was really looking forward to what this new movie had in store. Yep, and it was just fun and nice. It was it was exactly just nostalgia. Just kind of it was a warm fuzzy movie. Exactly. It wasn't as good as the original, but it was good. Right. Yes. You're never going to top the original. No, no. You can't capture that magic uh, yeah. with that lightning in a bottle twice. But still, you know, definitely enjoyable. Definitely a fun you know, hour it was, and a half. It was totally excellent. Oh, totally. So Party definitely, not, definitely not a bogus movie. Now, I still want to see my Wayne's World meet Bill and Ted. Come on. Somebody's got to make it happen. <laughs> Get make Mike Myers totally- on the phone. Get Mike Myers and Lauren Michaels on the phone and say, hey, look, Keanu's a bigger star, bigger star than you are. You want to be in a movie with Keanu now. There you go. He will get totally John Wick on you if you don't do this. <laughs> I'm telling you. Of course, I guess Keanu's going to be busy because we have heard Matrix 4 is happening. Now. Yes, yes. I don't, I don't know how that's going to work, but okay, I'm in, you know. <laughs> but September now rolls around, and the only thing I really mm. remember about September is... Uh, uh, I've, I've never been to Batu. You've been like three or four times now. Yeah, yeah. Been a handful but of times. I've been virtually on The Sims 4, which I, I don't know. Was, I, I think I even said, I don't know if it was worth paying the, the extra money to get the Star Wars expansion on The Sims 4, but it's kind of cool that you can get Star Wars stuff on The Sims 4. And you got a virtual version of the whole Batu uh, in the park, even with the, having one bathroom that is far away from anything that you're going to do. <laughs> Anywhere that you would eat or drink something, the bathroom is on the other side of the park. I'm like, this. they must have done exactly Disney style. They so, did! <laughs> so, but it's, it's kind of cool that it came out and it gave me something to do for a little while to fool around with. I haven't done mm-hmm. everything in it because it I it's it play, it's too much you're still just playing The Sims and I wanted to have more interaction. I wanted to fly the ships instead of just my sims yeah. to go and do it themselves. I wanted to do it. And I'm like, oh, this is disappointing. I'd have more fun if this was a Lego Star Wars game. Well, and there, there is a uh, virtual reality game now that takes you to Batuu. Really? Yeah. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, no. <laughs> there, there, there is a virtual reality game headset and all of that where you can go and you can interact with the people or not with the people, but with the citizens of Batu. Nice. Yeah, you can actually go in and you can see Mubo. You can, uh, you know, converse with Doc Ondar. There's a, a bit more interactivity than you know what you're going to have with the Sims. Nice. And, and I did from... see though, R2D2 oh, yeah, apparently ahead. is wandering around Batu now. That happened this year. I remember. I, I I don't remember when that happened, but they have an R2D2 that's, that's supposed to be roaming around. I know uh, they have one on display, but uh, you know it. If I see them, I'll definitely get a pick. So I remember when I was going over our Facebook page, I remember that new story. I think that, that might have started in the fall, but they had it's an R2-D2 that, that would actually roam around the park. Hmm. Now, they probably have, I, I don't know if they have somebody being C-3PO or something with it, but 
They probably, you yeah, know, they're keeping an eye so. on it to make sure nobody does something, you know, exactly too much cause of trouble with it because it probably works a lot similar to uh, uh, who's the talking trash can that used to be there? Push. Push. I bet it works similar to push where somebody is somewhere, has a control and keeps an eye on it, makes sure everything yeah. runs fine. But, but I, yeah, I, when I was looking back to resource stuff, I remember seeing that. I was like, R2D2 is wandering around the parks now. How cool. Well, so. and, and, you know, it would fit right in because Ray and Chewbacca, as well as Kylo Ren and uh, Stormtroopers, they are still out and about. You can still see them. You might not yeah. be able to get up close and personal to the face characters, but uh, yeah. the Stormtroopers are definitely on the march. Yeah. And I wonder if that's why you you, you have a hard time maybe finding R2-D2, because I wonder if they've tried to tuck it away because they don't want too many people touching it, because what it's if very possibly, yeah. something... They're probably because how cool is it to have they can have a free Roman R two D two, but then suddenly like, oh, um, maybe we don't want to have a, everybody touching it just in case. Quite possibly, yeah. just in case. So all right, let's get into October, and I'm gonna get up for a second. Okay. And you're gonna entertain the people. All right. Well, you know, October for me meant uh, it was my opportunity to go back to. Uh, Walt Disney World and to visit Batu, and uh, we did talk about this a couple months ago. But uh, one of my favorite memories is getting uh, a little something. Oh yes, that happened in October, didn't it? Yes, indeed. Speaking of and Batu. again, that uh, you know the the entire lightsaber building process is still it, it's so incredible and indelible. Um, you know how how they go into it and tell you about the the history and again it's something that you know like another event that came a a little bit later this year it's something that for me was very uh personal and did bring me very very close to tears as this other event a little bit later this year yeah and use gift cards collect gift cards yes yes (laughs) because it works you can use gift cards to get your lightsaber and they'll accept them on batu yes but one thing that uh, uh, when, when, by the time we were starting to get into the fall, I was starting to get stressed out because the unemployment benefits were run out. I had to make sure I was working. And I did start working in the fall, uh, but I was working part time and it was kind of a stressful time. But uh, now it said the way one was supposed to come out in October. I thought I started getting them a little sooner than that, than that. But when I was a kid. I ha- I never had He-Man of the Master Un- well Master Universe Origin figures came out October 9th is what I, when I was finding I actually never had He-Man I had a Skeletor a Man at Arms a Tila and then later I did get an Orko uh, so this was special to me that they released these and because Maddie Collector had a habit they kept releasing all these different Master Universe toy lines that were fifty dollar figures and they were super nice but I wasn't going to spend fifty dollars uh, especially when back in the eighties three dollars yeah three dollars now, I had to pay 15 for these, and this what those of you who are watching the video can see in my hand, I'm holding a, holding a He-Man out of package. I bought two He-Mans and two Skeletors because Wave 1 has been loaded with He-Mans and Skeletors, and I wanted some that I could have. Of course, I've had these sitting out on the table. I could pose them, but I kind of wanted to have them over here on my desk because I fiddle with things on my desk sometimes when I'm recording. But it was so cool. to I got it. Whoops, and Skeletor dropped his sword. Skeletor, I have a hard time keeping a hold of his stuff. Uh, when I have him pose over there, he's got his Havoc staff in one hand and a sword in the other. Uh, but I got a couple extra ones just so I could take a couple out of the package. And just holding them in my hands again brings back so much for me that this was a great stress relief 
and really helped me get through the fall as things have been. And I, I'm still in a very stressful time, uh, considering I only work three hours of my regular job a day. Uh, so I'm not in the greatest of shape, but I don't holding these in my hands again takes me back to being seven years old and watching the filmation series back in 82 and then getting some figures on my seventh birthday. Yeah, I got that's when I got those figures, but this, I mean, this has been super special. And I did, I collected all of wave one, including um, the vehicle which comes with Prince Adam. I, it's a, oh, I forgot what it's, called. it's a sky sled. Yes. Prince Adam, and then, and then Battle Cat and a large figure, and I even got Hot Wheels did did a Wind Raider. A very, it's really small, but I I got that as well. Uh, but these have been so special just to have on the wall, and I do I've I've sat here at my desk when I'm waiting for video to compile or something like that. When I've I've been doing a lot of video filming and editing, uh, some freelance work, it's been nice to just kind of have these and just kind of I know they feel good in my hands, and if you know. <laughs> If I sit here and start fiddling around and playing with them, I don't care. I'm 43 years old. I can play with toys if I want to. You yeah, know? my uh, I, I know, and I need to get these figures. My uh, very first Motu figure was Manny Faces. Oh, yes. I just thought he looked so awesome. Wave you know, 2, I, was... I believe he's part of Wave 2, coming in exactly. January. So, you know, I, I can't wait. and Hopefully, I'm allowed to buy one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you if you budget out and you can set aside so this is my money to do fun things with, then hit up a Walmart or Target. It's going to be a Target, or Target now. Yeah. So I still and I started to collect some of the uh, the ones that are made like the old figures, but colored after the filmation series. Oh, I've got gotcha, a, a yeah. couple of those, uh, and I have found a website that uh, Big Bad Toy Store that uh, I want to hit them again because I I don't. They have a She-Ra coming in Wave 3 of the Origins figures, but it's made to look like the old She-Ra figure, which to me looks terrible. Uh, but the Filmation-style She-Ra that they have, I want that way. Mm. So I that is that is on my want list. Uh, so we'll see what, what this year brings. So hopefully I'll be able to pick it up. I did, oh, although this year they also brought out the WWE, or Masters of the WWE, where they kind of put out some characters as if they were Master of the Universe characters. And well, other than the fact I also kind of want to get a Hulk Hogan, but he you have to buy a Snake Mountain ring to do that. But all by himself, I was able to pick up Mr. T dressed oh, as, cool. as a, a Master of the Universe. And I had to get, because he's Mr. T, I had to get a Mr. T figure. So he's up on my wall as well. So <laughs> these really helped get me through this the last of the year. Not to mention, you know, I had to have something to do waiting for October 30th when The Mandalorian Season 2 premiered. And not only did it premiere, not only did we get Din Djarin and, well, at the time, the child back, but we got an iconic suit. We got a crate dragon. Oh, we yes. We got an incredible battle. And I want to be careful. I don't spoil it because I know my wife actually hasn't watched it yet. And my wife wow. is actually downstairs right now or my sister-in-law watching season one because my sister-in-law doesn't have Disney Plus. So she's over there watching the first season. And I told my wife, you need to watch season two because I can't discuss this with you because I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> so there are, a lot of us probably watching this or watching this video or listening to this podcast have probably watched all of it. But I don't want to take the chances because, holy cow, who who knew what was going to happen there at the end? Yeah, that was so great. And, you know, fantastic surprises, you know, mm -hmm. all throughout the season with the characters that we are some of them reintroduced to. Um, the the storyline it seemed like it was 
you know, side quest after side quest after side quest, but they all built on one another. Yes. There were lessons and there were thematic things happening in each of those episodes, you know, to, to make that ending all the more resonant and emotional. And even something from uh, one of the video games that is now canon and has been brought into a television series. I got a, such a kick out of those things showing up. I won't say what they were, but I was like, oh, and they looked just like I remembered them from the old game. They were as terrible as, as to, to defeat as they were in the old game because I remember having to fight them in the, the game that they appeared in. I was like, how do you kill these things? And when they showed up and poor Din is trying to fight them off, I was like, you're, you're not going to win this fight. I should know. I fought them back in the 90s. <laughs> oh, having those things show up, and y'all probably know what I'm talking about by now. If you know what I, what you, you know what I know, I mean. Yeah, no. Oh, having those show up, and I was like, and they're just as scary as I thought they would be. <laughs> oh. Well, and let's just say, again, not making any, uh, you know, not, not, not giving away any spoilers, but... Uh, the characters that appeared alongside Din in that episode. Oh. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, that was such a great episode. And finally, we get to match the reputation up with the guy. Yes. Mm-hmm. We see why he was supposed to be so awesome, because holy cow! Yeah, and also proved, once again, the Stormtrooper arbor is garbage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Now, again, I don't want to give away any spoilers. We talked about Moana's father earlier. Mr. Jackson was a singing voice. Uh, right. Just, uh, you know, that particular actor for this uh, particular character we're discussing was a speaking voice for Moana's father. Right. <laughs> so great. Uh, yes, and he's voiced some other characters that you might know. Yes, we'll just leave it with that. And it has also been pretty well impersonated a lot. Uh, in other yes. I don't think he did the voices in another thing, but he got they pretty much copied him. Whoever yeah. it is, whoever it is, did the voices there he also did uh, some of the original Battlefront games uh, and did a really good job. Yeah. But uh, another thing I just want to throw in the middle of October, because it, it was something that kind of cool that actually happened in October. Uh, we actually started having some real peace agreements, not just peace talks in the Middle East, but actual agreements and yeah, Sudan and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, the, the, our policy for so long has been, uh, you know, this is who we need to reach out to and this is who we need to try and placate. And uh, it, they've you know, say what you will about uh, administrations and uh, policies and procedures, but they have gone on a, a different way to approach this. And it has been absolutely incredible seeing how uh, the Middle East is starting to acknowledge uh, the other countries in the area, and to see the cross-cultural uh, things that are happening has been absolutely incredible. Yes. So I, you know, it's not doesn't fit in with the normal all the other stuff we've been talking about, but that was significant of being a good thing that happened this year. And yes, I hope definitely. that I hope that manages to stand for a while because we got a new administration coming in. Uh, so hopefully they're able to keep it going. I don't know, but I don't want to get too far into that because yeah. Yeah, Animaniacs came back, <laughs> and I still, you know, I haven't watched all but the one episode, which it was funny. I don't know if it was as funny as the original, but maybe I need to get and watch the rest of the episodes. It seemed like the first episode was too obsessed with "We're back," and they just had like two or three songs of "We're back," and I was like, "I get it. Come on, make me laugh." I was like, "I already love you. Come on." 
Mm-hmm. You know, and and yeah, it's 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 not quite the same. Pinky and the Brain are fantastic. You know, I don't think that there was you know a, a a segment of Pinky and the Brain that I really didn't enjoy. But um, there's something about the the Animaniacs themselves. There's a little bit of a spark, but there are a lot of great. Well, I won't say a lot, but there's some fantastic callbacks to the original series. And even though the characters from that original series uh, aren't prominent, we do get a really good look at them at one point. And uh, so some some very interesting commentary on that as well. I need to watch the rest of them because I think part of the problem is uh, on Hulu, they have the original series. And I started going back and watching the old classic series before I watched the new one. And I'm like, hmm, love the classic. This is okay. Yeah, but I but it was still pretty good. So I, I need to watch the rest of it because I, I bet if I kept going, I, I probably would very much enjoy the rest of the show. So, but I, you know, still love. I was in high school. I remember when that came out, and we still loved it like it was kids. Of course, I still love to watch cartoons. I mean, heck, earlier I was making plans. I'm spending some Saturday mornings watching some Looney Tunes on <laughs> MeTV when I'm going to have my bowl there of you cereal. Go. Um, um, plus, I uh, speaking of cereal, I just want to throw this in there. Uh, and I don't recommend this stuff, but uh, there is a Little Debbie Oatmeal Cream Pie cereal. Okay. I don't really recommend it. It's uh, <laughs> it's not a bad cereal, but it doesn't taste like what you would hope it would taste like. Hmm. So stick um, with the Twinkie cereal then. I haven't tried that one. Have you? No, I haven't. I'm not supposed to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm probably not supposed to either. But I wanted to try some. Uh, I... I, well, with my, my new dietitian and everything, they have loosened things up for me because they know you can go crazy. Everything, you just got to keep in balance. Once you kind of get yourself under control, you can balance things pretty good. But when you're trying to get yourself under control, yeah, you kind of have to really yeah. watch it. So, And, uh, well, that's even another thing. Well, you know, Speaking of my own health, there's something good this year. Uh, the, the new endocrinologist team that I'm, I'm seeing for my diabetes, uh, we have a goal of getting me off the insulin in six months. Fantastic. So we'll see what that, how that goes. And so I'm trying to be better. I'm drinking more water because that was one of the things I said, like, dry soda is okay, but you really need water. So I'm being good. I'm drinking lots of water. Good, good, good. So November. This is also the, uh, this is a weird story, but I remember seeing it thinking it was kind of cool. The largest white castle on Disney property was breaking ground in November. Hell, it's the only white castle on right. Disney property. Well, I think with being largest, it might be the largest in the world is what they're either or yes. either at least the largest in the United States. Mm-hmm. So that's what Disney needed, a big white castle. <laughs> and I'm one of them weird people. OK, because I know the world's divided. Some of us really love white castles. Some people hate it. I love it. Mm. Steamed burgers. Come on. <laughs> we get to pretend it's healthier because they're a little small. They're like little <laughs> burger vitamins. As, uh, as Jim Gaffigan says about the little mini muffins, like little muffin vitamins. You know, these are like little <laughs> hamburger vitamins. They're only about this big. You know, they fit on a small biscuit. You can eat it in two bites. You know. And now it's so large that even Harold and Kumar could find it, right? Okay. There you go. There you go. I never even saw yeah, that movie. I've, but... <laughs> I, I've never had a White Castle, I'll be honest. Uh, oh, goodness. It's not a West Coast thing, although we did get uh, a franchise up in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona oh, last year, I believe. I know we've got the big, uh, you know, burger coastal wars between White Castle on the East Coast and In-N-Out on the West. But for my money, it's Five Guys. I do love me some Five Guys. <laughs> I got one nearby. They're expensive, but... That they are. 
But it's so good. And one of my favorite videos on YouTube is the guy who did the food reviews. uh, And he goes into a Five Guys and he comes out with a bacon cheeseburger and he eats it. And somebody has even sent him the music of his reaction, which I can't say here because it's not our type of show. But it, it cracks me up. Have you, have you, you know what I'm talking about? Have you seen this? No idea. I haven't seen it. I'm going to send this to you. Uh, <laughs> he does drop a word that's not necessary. It's it's still PG, the word he drops, but it's still, you know, it's not a word we drop on this show. Um, but it's hilarious that when somebody set him to music uh, <laughs> as he's eating this hamburger. But uh, it's, it's a fantastic thing. Um, anyways, but then, oh, November brought us the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. And it was good this time. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. Because it's Lego Star Wars. And it touched upon every era of the saga. <laughs> and thank God Itchy didn't come walking in. <laughs> <laughs> so we, they fixed everything that was wrong about the other one. Except for I kind of still wish we could have had some whipster, whip whipster. Yes, it, it definitely could have used some Harvey Corman. Yeah, because you still got to love the Harvey Corbin. That's the best part of that, other than the Boba <laughs> Fett cartoon or the original holiday special. But that this it one, is, friend. This one was, was, I loved it. It was just silly and fun and completely not serious, not canon at all. It's just silly and fun. And mm-hmm. I enjoyed it immensely. No, and it also had a, a good theme about, you know, leadership and, you know, education and, again, a little bit about failure. And yep. learning through failure. Yep. And did confirm, though, in my opinion, that, you know, Finn's poor sensitiveness. Yes. You know, and even I wish they'd have brought the girl in. I forgot her name, though, from Rise of Skywalker, because I'm pretty sure she was poor sensitive. And it's like, these are the new students. So <laughs> well, I didn't like that. From our announcements that we got, we do know that that girl's going to be involved in one of the new series. Yeah, see, I didn't look in too far in the series because I meant to look at it and be surprised when I talk about it. Gotcha. Um, so, because I, I remember I was I was so busy just posting that all this stuff was coming up on the Disney Investor Day that I haven't dove into these yet. We're going to dive into it pretty soon. We're, we're not even halfway done with the show here, folks. <laughs> you buckle up, all right? So, the last thing I want to put in November, this, this made me happy, Christmas Chronicles 2 came on Netflix. And I actually just finally got around to watching it actually this week. But that was, did you see this one? It was delightful. I, might, I know my kids have watched it a couple of times while I've been at work. You know, they, they're they homeschool. I don't know what they're doing watching TV while I'm at work. But, uh, no, I they have seen it a couple of times while they've been on their winter vacation. And I, I've only slipped in at like the very end. Oh, uh, I saw something about a human turning into an elf. And I thought, okay, that's a bit uncanny. Uh, uh, well, it's not when you see the beginning, because that was an elf that got cursed and turned into a human, and he's uh-huh. freed from his curse and gets to become an elf again. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, I just spoiled it. But it was a great, it was so much fun. It uh, it hit, hit on everything we loved about, like the, the original one, but brought in a little that level of the Santa Claus Tim Allen series, of how fun the North Pole and the magic of all that is. Uh, so it was a little bit like that, but it's, it's just fun. Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn are just perfect. For, so for what it, they were doing with Santa Claus. And Mrs. It, it, it's it's not a sequel to Overboard, then. No. <laughs> Definitely not a sequel to Overboard. Uh, but it is just fun <laughs> and magic. And even this year, uh, they have another great show uh, on Netflix, Jingle Jangle. Yeah. With Horace Whitaker. Um, 
I had some problems with the sound editing on there because like the music, the songs were loud and the dialogue was quiet. Mm. And then I had a big question at the end of why the kids didn't notice that building there with it being so significant. Why? How did they never see it? It's right outside the window. Uh, but that it's another good one for it's not as good as Christmas Chronicles, I thought. But I really enjoyed that one. That was a nice one, too. So we had some nice Christmas movies to get to watch this year. Uh, which was great. And I, I, I watched them all read it up at the week of Christmas because I needed my Christmas spirit. So, I mean, I, I dug out my old classics, my Rick and Bass, uh, which speaking of which, uh, Disney Plus found that they had small one, mm-hmm. which, oh, that's a good one. It's, it, it, did, it will not cause the waterworks as much as the Nestor the Long-Eared Donkey, but it was similar to the Nestor the Long-Eared Donkey. That was a good one. Uh, so, yeah, I, I really enjoyed getting to watch a lot of Christmas stuff this year. And like, especially in moving into December, I haven't got to watch the entire video, but there's these guys that invented a plasma lightsaber and got into the Guinness Book World Records for it. It is incredible. It is so cool. I don't know if we can trust humans with these things. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. I'd be careful. As much as I would want one, I know I would do something stupid and accidentally cut my arm off with it or something. So... But how cool is that? We somebody managed to come up with it with it's, it's not in a complete identical, but the fact that they can make it come out to a certain point and stop is impressive. Right. So I don't think you could reflect a laser bolt. I don't think you could clang two clash two of them together, but you can cut through a Captain America shield. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome. And then there are so there were two big movies on the twenty fifth of December. But I'm only going to talk about one of them as a good thing that happened this year, and that was Soul. The other movie that came out, not so much a good thing that happened this year, because that was a disappointment. <laughs> but Soul was good. Did you get Yes, it was. Yes. Yeah, actually, I saw both of the movies. Um, but uh, Soul, you know, quite good. Mm-hmm. Definitely not targeted towards kids. Yeah, there was a it's, lot of... It's, uh, something, it's something there to help make you think and, yeah. uh, and, and really internalize. Uh, yeah. You know, the, the story is about, you know, it, you know finding a spark, but it's also, you know, how does that affect your life? And, you know, what happens if that spark doesn't come to fruition? So yeah, what happens when it becomes an obsession and you so much yeah. so that you forget. I loved the theming of noticing the simple things in life and how special yes. everything about life and that the, the, the character arc, and I don't want to spoil the whole thing, but the character arc of, of two there coming and saying, oh, there's no reason to ever be born onto this earth when they get a chance to be on earth. And they're like, just the little helicopter feeds. Special moments of, you know, candy and all these different things, realizing life is just worth living for the simple little thing. Right, right. Oh, it's not my favorite Pixar movie, but it was good. Because it wasn't as funny as some other Pixar's, although they had some really good jokes they get in. They have some really good stuff that made me laugh out loud. It's like Inside Out. Inside Out is really good. It's not necessarily that funny, but it's so good. And Soul wasn't really that funny, but it was so good. And it made you feel good, and it made you stop and think. It really did. Because yep. as I've, I've been saying it now for a while, Pixar is beating the heck out of Disney Animation. Pixar yeah, has not really failed are. yet, and Disney Animation has had a few that have come out. I'm like, eh, it was okay. But Pixar, I haven't really had even stuff that people like the Good Dinosaur. I, I I'm one of the few people who really enjoyed that one. So I haven't really had that many Pixar movies that have been like, well, that was okay. Pixar is just full cylinders, man. Just, yeah, I love Pixar. 
But all right, is there anything I did not bring up for the past year that we need to discuss before we go diving in? Probably, but I can't think of anything. Yeah, I try to get everything I could think of. So 2021, and a few yes. things I've listed out, they're probably going to pop up more than one time. Dinosaurs is going to be on Disney Plus, which yes. I think was on it was on Netflix I think years ago, and uh, I I because I remember we're trying to rewatch a little bit of it, but it'll be on Disney Plus though. So I'm I'm hopefully going to try to find some time to watch it. Uh, Snow White's Enchanted Wish. So while Disneyland has been closed all this time, they thought, you know what? Let's kind of retool. We, they had some things they wanted to do with the Snow White. Uh, I think they're bringing in some of the high tech stuff that we've seen in Walt Disney World with the the Mine Train right. ride. Uh, so they're kind of they've been enhancing it. And they kind of showed a little bit to us. It looks really cool. Now I kind of will miss the scary adventures that it was, but uh, this looks really cool. So yeah, yeah, definitely a change. And uh, this is probably going to pop up on one of my other things, but uh, Raya or Raya in the yeah, Raya and the Dragon. Dragon. This March, I still want to see it in the theater. Unfortunately, it's going to be on Disney Plus only. Maybe they'll change their minds by March, and we'll get to go to the movie theater for yeah, it. Hopefully, we'll see some changes coming. Along we got to see ways. some teasers for it this year, and I mean that's I'm excited. That looks cool. So hopefully, that's Disney Animation hitting their stride again. So please, me. I mean, yeah, I'm sure plenty of you were were okay with Frozen Two. I didn't even want to watch Frozen Two. Um, I, I, I feel like I'm more of a vintage Disney guy that I haven't, I don't think I've enjoyed a Disney animated feature as much as Wreck-It Ralph since Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, I'm trying to think, well, I did like Moana. Moana was good. Yes. But it wasn't as good as like Wreck-It Ralph and Tangled was, but I did love yeah. Moana was good though. Yeah. And well, Zootopia I, I... is pretty good, but I don't yeah. know. There's something about the magic is just not being there. So that's my I own opinion. Him. So, yeah, yeah. so somehow they just but well, Moana was still it was still I think Moana was better than Zootopia. Zootopia was was pretty good, but Moana mm -hmm. was better. But they didn't live up to like Wreck It Ralph and Tangled did, mm -hmm. in my opinion. So, anyways, so uh, then I've got a, a link I got to click into because there was just so much because we had that Disney investors meeting and let's just slide down. So WandaVision, uh, it's January. Yes, January fifteenth. Woo! Finally, some uh, Marvel content. Yes. So, and uh, a lot of stuff is coming out later. We got a twenty twenty two. March twenty fifth is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. This is twenty twenty two. But we're also looking forward to the Falcon and the Winter Soldier streaming March nineteenth. Which did I? I think I did watch that teaser. Uh, yeah. Then Loki. We got our look at Loki, which is coming to Disney Plus. I don't, think, I don't know if we have an exact date for Loki. But I think it's supposed to be January, I think. Uh, I don't remember January, but it's definitely coming this year. It's coming this year. Also this year, we, we got that uh, the Marvel Studios What If animated series is supposed to come out this summer. Looks very, very cool. Uh, Shang-Chi and Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, that's expected to open July 9th, 2021. Uh, we got to see Ms. Marvel. That's coming late 2021. Uh, I'm a wait and see on this one. I'm not that excited about the character personally, but uh, we did also get to find out Captain Marvel 2 uh, is in the way, and they're actually going to have Spectrum in there, which I mm -hmm. I think they brought. Didn't uh, wasn't um, I forgot the character's name? Monica Rambeau. Yeah, didn't wasn't she like Carol Lambert's friend? She was the daughter of Carol. The Danvers daughter. Friend. Okay, I knew this. Remember that was set back in the nineties, right? So, so here we are. Yeah, close to thirty years later, and uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she'll pop up in something we might not be expecting to see her pop up in. I don't know. Well, instead that she's supposed to be in Spectrum, she's supposed to be at Spectrum. They released some news. Hopefully it wasn't just a rumor. But um, yeah. No, I'm, we, we may see her sooner than we expect. You think so? Like in maybe one division, she might pop up. Who knows? We'll see. I don't know. I don't know of anything else. Uh, there is some moving on with a Hawkeye series supposed to be late yep. 2021. Uh, we still have a, a She-Hulk comedy series that is in the works. Mark Ruffalo is, is supposed to pop up in that. Uh, we also have a Moon Knight series coming. We don't know if that's going to be this year or not. It doesn't say. Secret Invasion, which is going to be a series. Yeah. Now, this this is... I was expecting this might have been the next set of Avengers films, but I'll take it as a series. They can really dive into the whole... Because I want to see how they handle it, because that's a whole Scrolls are the bad guys, and they need to reestablish Scrolls that, yeah, Scrolls aren't very nice either. Because they kind of yeah. went the wrong direction there in Captain Marvel. Well, you know, there's a very interesting thing going on in Marvel Comics right now with the Scrolls, as well as the Kree, which, uh, you know, could be informing what's happening there. But uh, I think part of this is all to set up uh, Teddy Altman as uh, Hulkling. Huh. Well, we'll see. Yeah, I haven't been able to keep up on the comics in a long time now. I ain't got the kind of money. I've been putting my money into buying He-Man figures. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but we've got uh, an Ironheart series. I'm not that familiar with that character. All I know is that's the uh, the girl who is also brilliant who finds out a way to make her own armor. Riri Williams. Yeah, which uh, we're that will lead us into an Armor Wars. I think it's a limited series. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don Cheadle gets to return as War Machine. Now, I with Armor Wars, I kind of thought they should have done this when they still had Tony Stark alive, but oh well. It'll be a good War Machine story. Story. Oh, I got hiccups. Pardon me. We do know James Gunn is supposed to come back for Guardians of the Galaxy uh, 3, but uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the holiday special. I don't know what to expect from this, but it's going to be awesome. I don't think any of us do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's also going to be a series of shorts called I Am Groot coming to Disney+. Plus. Christian Bale is apparently going to be a Gore the God Butcher in Thor Love and Thunder. I guess, you know, there, I've been hearing a lot of people talk about DC crossing over to Marvel. Uh, and there you go. Batman's coming over. <laughs> so at least there's Batman. Anyways, Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly are returning in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantumania with yeah, yeah. King, King the Conqueror. I mean, come on. I think that's given us a picture of where Phase 4 is heading. Yeah, because I, 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 King, I mean, King and the Conqueror, uh, that is no small potato. No. Uh, Black Panther 2 is still coming. Uh, and uh, I, I think, uh, I don't know if we've got confirmation, but I think like his sister, I forgot her name, is supposed to maybe be uh, taking on the mantle. Because mm-hmm. it has it happened is. in the comics. Uh, so I think we might be seeing that. That would be pretty cool. So, And then Marvel Studios also announced a Fantastic Four feature film directed by John Watts. Third time to charm, perhaps? Yeah, let's hope. Let's hope. Yeah. But you know what else he's uh, directed? And I know there's something else. I cannot think of it. Well, he directed Homecoming and Far From Home. I liked one of those movies. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, and uh, what am I thinking of? No, I think that was Endgame that that was in. Anyhow. Yeah. Please, but, please yeah, continue. 
To, yeah, to be fair, though, I am very particular on a Spider-Man movie, and you got to get everything mm-hmm. just right for me to be happy. Well, and it's not part of this article, but uh, there was also a recent announcement that Disney and Sony have again uh, renegotiated their deal for an additional three Spider-Man movies beyond what cool. the current deal calls for. All right, so we'll just see what comes from that. I'm still curious because we did see that uh, that teaser for Morbius, and they kind of flashed like the old Tobey Maguire Spider-Man a little bit on the wall. So I kind of wonder what that's about, what Sony's up to. Interesting. But we got a lot of Star Wars things through. Rogue Squadron. Not, yes. not, not based on any games, not based off any books. A whole new Star Wars feature film with director Patty Jenkins. And I think she's, some people have been kind of criticizing her director because they didn't really like this new Wonder Woman 84. But I don't think it's Patty Jenkins' fault, really. Because uh, the, the movie was... was okay it wasn't mm-hmm. bad it just wasn't as good as it should have been it was disappointing uh, so i think patty jenkins is capable of making a very cool uh uh rogue squadron movie so i'm i'm looking forward to see what they come up with for that yeah, one. and and the teaser for that you know they did show her and and she did describe that she comes from a family of pilots yeah so i think that's you know definitely going to factor in uh, to to what's going on, and I'll I'll be honest. One of my favorite parts about Wonder Woman eighty four was the sequence where they get the jet and they take off and they're flying through Washington D.C. on the Fourth of July. Yeah, well, the only good part about that was really turning it invisible because I had a lot of questions there. How do you just go into the Smithsonian, find a jet that's got enough fuel to take you to Cairo, and also has not had the inside entire inside guts stripped out because they're going to display it? In the Smithsonian. Yeah, you just do. <laughs> yeah. There are so many things wrong with that movie that I just didn't want to get into it. Because I, I did kind of have some fun oh. with it. Because it was really a good spectacle. And it was pretty cool. But it also carried a lot. Since I'm going to talk about Wonder Woman. It also carried a lot of the same plot points that we already saw in Superman 2 and Spider-Man 2. So I guess when you get to your sequel, it's where you have to... The, you you got to sacrifice your powers in order to try to get your love interest back. And then realize that you need to have your powers and you lose your love interest. Well, and you forgot the opening to Superman 4 as well. There you go. <laughs> uh, I mean, I I felt like I'd already seen that movie before. I was so disappointed. But anyways, Taika Waititi is going to make a Star Wars film. Yes. And if anybody that can't remember who that is, Thor Ragnarok, okay? There you go. The guy is a super talent. He knows how to do some fun action and comedy. And that's something Star Wars needs is action and a little bit of humor. Exactly. Well, and he's already dipped his toe into the Star Wars universe. He's directed a couple episodes of The Mandalorian. He was IG-11 in The Mandalorian. Um, So, you know, I'm excited to see. He did. And if he gets in trouble, he'll just self-destruct. There you go. (laughs) He did put out a very interesting tweet. He he did apologize in advance for destroying Star Wars fans' childhoods. (laughs) Uh, See, I love that guy. He's funny. He's very clever. Uh, I, I, I'm excited to see what he does. Yeah, I'm sure well, he's a guy who can take the high ground. <laughs> right. Because uh, we also, we got a little bit more about Obi-Wan Kenobi. And basically what we know is they actually got Hayden Christensen. He will be returning yes. as Darth Vader. Now, how that plays out, we don't know. No idea. We just know, like, what? Yeah. Really? So, I, I don't know what we're going to see, but we're going to see it. And then Ahsoka. And we've already got, you know, okay, not to spoil anything in Mandalorian, but we got to see Ahsoka. <laughs> and so she gets to come back. So, oh my goodness. 
Uh, we also get uh, apparently producers John Favreau and Dave Filoni were didn't didn't think one series was enough. They wanted another, so we got Star Wars Rangers of the New Republic. Don't know anything about it, but okay, yeah, I'm in. You know, uh, just from John Favreau and, and especially Dave Filoni. If Dave Filoni's doing it, it's going to be good. Yeah, I will. I will go down and say that right now. We also get a Lando Calrissian series. So. Don't know what exactly is going on with that. Also, Andor, you know, of course we knew it was coming, uh, which I, I'm into. Diego Luna, I liked his character in Rogue One, and I want to see what all he did. As long as they bring in my man, uh, Alan Tudyk, back. Yes. It's such a great pair. I want to see them together. I'm excited. Uh, there's something called the Acolyte. Yeah, yeah. That's actually going to be related to the... Uh new uh, High Republic series that uh, Lucasfilm is putting out. There's a series of comics, a series of books, and this is going to be connected to that. It's set about okay. 200 years before the Clone Wars. Huh. So, right. yeah, we do know that there are a couple of older Jedi that, uh, you know, would have been alive at the time. So yeah. it'd be interesting to see uh, some familiar younger faces popping up. We'll see. I yeah I haven't looked into the High Republic stuff so no idea what to expect but Star Wars the Bad Batch which we found out we've heard Ming Na Wen apparently should be popping up as Fennec mm-hmm. yeah definitely as Fennec it's been confirmed woohoo I was so glad with okay another spoiler warning but I was so glad they found a way to bring Fennec back because I was disappointed that like yeah they had Ming Na Wen and they I thought they'd killed her off in the first season to have her come back. And to be important to the series made me happy. Oh, yes. Oh, I was yes. so happy. Yay! <laughs> so then Star Wars Visions. I'm not sure what that is. I guess it's about anime creators. Anthology collection. Ten fantastic visions from several of the leading Japanese anime studios. I'm down. That sounds cool. You know, there's a... Uh, someone has created an anime uh, based around A New Hope. Which, you know, or an opening and of an anime around A New Hope. And it's just absolutely fantastic. It's very kinetic. So I'm hoping that this is something similar to that. Awesome. And then a droid story. This epic journey will introduce us to a new hero guided by legendary duo R2-D2 and C-3PO. A new droid character. And this does make me think of the old droids animated series. Mm-hmm. And this is Lucasfilm Animation. So. Yes. Uh, this could be very, uh, but this makes me want, uh, can we get the Ewoks cartoon back? Can I have that? I would like that, please. We can, help. we can help. We can help. Because I, I actually like the Ewoks cartoon better than the droids cartoon. Mm-hmm. I really did. I loved the Ewoks cartoon. Uh, the other thing we got is Willow. Oh, Willow, a series, yes. A Willow series. I I have such hopes that they don't mess this up. Because I love that movie, I it wasn't the big box office that apparently that it was expected to be when it came out, but it is such a great movie. I adore it. So oh, I want this to be good so bad. Uh, so and, and then we've not... got we've got an Indiana Jones movie coming. Yeah, which uh, you know there's been little bits and pieces coming out, but they did confirm Indiana Jones Five is in the works with Harrison Ford, and this will be a finale. Yes, well, because, yeah, they, they really have to wrap it up because you just can't. Uh, 
You know, I mean, I've even seen already people on Facebook like Harrison Ford, though. He's well, I don't know how well he's going to do as Indiana Jones. And like, well, let's just hope that he ends up, uh, you know, pestering kids in a museum wearing an eye patch and telling them stories of when he was, you know, eight years old or a teenager fighting in World War One. There you go. That'd be pretty awesome. So we'll see what happens. But that, so that was the uh, the Lucasfilm part of this. We got more. We we ain't done. Of course, Cobra Kai season three kicks up here in January. Yeah, looking forward tom- to. At the time of this recording, it uh, comes online tomorrow at one, or I'm sorry, at midnight Pacific time. January first, then. Yes. Oh, they I thought I was going to have from... to wait for it. Woo. Oh, yeah, it, it's it's right around the corner for us. Guess what I'm doing tomorrow? <laughs> I'm downloading the episode so I can watch them on a plane. <laughs> there you go. All right, let me scroll down on this other page to see some other things that uh, uh, they're going to, of course, I, you know, I'm going to skip over all these remakes if I can, but I mean, I, I guess I have to mention them, but they're going to reimagine the Swiss Family Robinson. Uh, they're going to have a Percy Jackson, the Olympians series, which is probably a better idea than the movies. Uh, Mighty Ducks Game Changers is supposed to pick up after the last, the other films uh, came off. I think these are all series we're expecting. Yeah, yeah, I think this is going to be a series. Yeah, Turner and Hooch. Uh, they're gonna. They're, I guess they're gonna reimagine it because they got a Josh Peck and a dog, uh, a Mastiff. Uh, I do remember seeing that in the theater with Tom Hanks. Not um, the car. Not the car. Don't eat the car. Uh, John Stamos is coming in a series called Big Shot. We have the Mysterious Benedict Society, which is based off of a book of series, but Tony Hale is coming for that. I'll, I'll take a look into that just for Tony Hale. And Kristen uh, Schaal. I don't know who that is. She was Mabel on... Uh... Oh. oh, sorry. Fireworks just went off. Uh, she was Mabel in Gravity Falls. Oh! She's, on, She's uh, in uh, the Bill and Ted Face the Music. I recognized yes. her voice. Yes, yeah. Luke's daughter. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Uh, so Chris Hemworth is getting some stuff on. Uh, I'm going to move ahead here. There's so much on National Geographic. Uh, Sliding around. Here we go. Let's look at. Oh, we already looked at the Lucasfilm. We move fast. This. Uh, we still have. I'm not that excited about it, but the Cruella. Um, I guess it's a series, or is this a movie? Uh, it's a movie with Emma Stone as Cruella. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, Hocus Pocus 2. I hope they can recapture that magic. Uh, they're rebooting Three Minute Baby and rebooting Cheaper by the Dozen. And Sister, Sister Act. Act. Yeah, which I'm a little tired of Whoopi Goldberg, but we'll, we'll get in. That's a different thing. I'm not as excited about some of these Disney things as I am some of the Lucasfilm and stuff. Although, with Pinocchio talking to Tom Hanks to be Geppetto, I'm kind of like, oh, hey. But I'm really tired of remakes. I really am. Yeah. Uh, so, but we've so we've got Pinocchio coming. I must say, with Peter Pan and Wendy, I am pretty excited about Jules Captain Hook. That's kind of awesome. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, oh, and Robert Zemeckis is going to direct Pinocchio, which that's going to be some hope that that's going to be good. Yeah. I'm not, a little up in the air with the Chippendale Rescue Rangers, kind of hybrid animated, because I wish they would have brought back the original cast, but you know, you can't get mm-hmm. everything. But we'll oh, see and- how that turns out. Yeah, although, you know, John Mulaney and Andy Samberg, I'm not sold on them as Chippendale. Yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll wait. When I see something, I may get excited about it. Mm-hmm. Disenchanted. Finally, we get a sequel to Enchanted. Yes. So, and it's got Amy Adams in it, so I'm down. I'm down. Mm-hmm. 
then we've got, well, let's see. They're going to develop a series, an animated version of Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Uh, they're going to do some uh, some more Night at the Museum. I'm not sure what's up mm-hmm. with that, if that's uh, like a new series or if that's a continuation. I am not yeah. entirely sure. And definitely not going to be the same without Robin Williams. Yeah. If it is a continuation. Yeah. Um, yep. We do have the Jungle Cruise to look forward to this year with Dwayne is Johnson. Yep. Oh, oh, looky there. The upcoming feature film Encantanto, which we should do songs by uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. That's actually coming November 2021. Taking place I, in I, Colombia. Yeah, I remember hearing about it. I'm glad it's still on its way. We'll take a look at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got some series based on Zootopia, Tiana, Moana, and Baymax. Of course, yeah. Moana, I thought was getting a, we were getting a movie, another movie with Moana. Are they still doing that? They could be, but you know what? It's Disney, so if we can make the series out of something, we will. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so, and uh, I don't know what all the adventures Tiana would have with her restaurant. I don't know. I'm not sure what what their plan is with Tiana. Oh, well, it was getting kind of... Mama. Oh, I was just going to say, throw Mama Odie in there, and anything can happen. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it was one of the things, though, uh, with the Jingle Jingle that uh, uh, Nani. Anika Nani Rose. I always have a hard time saying her name, but I was like, it's Tiana. She's in the movie. And I was there when they showed her pop up and I saw her name in the credits. I was like, she's in here to sing. And I had to wait too long for her to come out and sing a song because she she rocked her song. I I must say, but they only gave one song. I'm like, come on, you got Tiana in there. Let her sing more. (laughs) So uh, then we got something called Turning Red with a guy who turns into a red panda or I guess a little girl turns into a red panda. Which I love red pandas anyway, so I'm curious what that's going to be like. Mm-hmm. I'm a little sketchy about Lightyear because it's going to be a live action with Chris Evans. Yeah, it's going to be uh, definitely something different. Um, well, it says Chris Evans will voice the hero, so maybe it's not yeah, quite. I, like... I believe it's still going to be animated, but it's going okay. to be a human Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, come on. I like Tim Allen as Buzz Lightyear, but Chris Evans, uh, Chris Evans surprises me a lot sometimes, so. I'm curious what they do with it with it because Buzz Lightyear is still, I think, my favorite character out of the Toy Story series. I love him when he's delusional. He cracks mm-hmm. me up. It's great. Uh, so I'm I'm down to check that out. Uh, let's see. We got some series inside Pixar, Pixar Popcorn, Doug Days, and Cars, a series based around cars. Something called Luca, a feature film coming for theater yep. next summer. Uh, let's see here. What else have we got coming on here? Well, we already talked about some of this Marvel stuff. Um, yeah, but I'm not that worried about ESPN Plus, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff coming mainly for Disney Plus. I'm Disney is doing right by me, I think, with Disney Plus and putting so much good stuff on there. Yes, um, you know, if, if there's any one thing, you know, there, well, Disney Plus had uh, a lot of content, uh, of course, they certainly had a lot of their catalog to fall back on, uh, and the episode, the series that they began with, you know, High School Musical, the musical, the series. Yeah, kind of. Okay. But I'm glad to see this content coming and to see them embracing it, especially with their Marvel and Lucasfilm properties. Um, Again, if if things are to the same level as the Mandalorian, we're in for some really uh, good content coming for us. And if they can hook us emotionally, especially as they did in that last episode. um, Yeah. You know, th- there's nowhere to go but up. So we, yes. we're, we're crossing my fingers. I'm hoping. Um, but Disney Plus is certainly 
been a game changer for Disney and they've seen the effect that it has. Um, so bring it on. You know, I'm looking forward to what they've got. But please release something in the movie theaters, Disney Plus, please. Yes. Please. Well, and and looks like Disney is planning on doing it. Yes. So, Come back to the movie yeah. theaters. I love the movie theater experience. Because Black Widow is supposed to be coming in March, and that better be yes. in the theater. I want to go and have my theater experience. It's fun in the theater. Yep. So I don't I'm want it to be. To it. Yeah. Well, I just don't want it to be uh, 2023 after the snap uh, <laughs> before anything comes back. Yeah. But other things coming out to look forward to, hopefully still coming this year, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yes. I haven't heard anything on that in a little while, but I I'm, I'm think they're still trying to aim for that 2021. Also, 2021, we've got Walt Disney World's 50-year celebration, which I'm sure has been cut back a little bit, and especially you know seeing some disappointing uh, photos of the construction kind of got halted on that Tron coaster. They've mm-hmm. had some delays because they had... Although I've been seeing some stuff about some workers being able to come back, They've had to lay off a lot of workers this year, so it's been held off. But it's still 50 years of Walt Disney World. Oh, yeah. And, you know, not only do they have Tron, but over in Epcot, they're opening up um, uh, Ratatouille. They're going to have the Guardians of the Galaxy open up there. Um, Over in, you know, we've been talking about it over in Hollywood Studios. They just opened, uh, you know, Star Wars uh, Galaxy's Edge has been open for you know, a year and a half now, they've got uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway that has just opened. You know, Toy Story Land is still popular. So there's there's a lot going on there. And, um, you know, while you know, I'm the first to admit that in this COVID world, uh, things are not the same at Disney World. Um, they're, they're, they're doing what they can. And yeah. it's going to be amazing to see uh, what they'll be able to do once we can go fully back in and experience the parks have the cast members there, have the characters there, uh, have the parades and, and everything that they are known for. You know, once it comes back, it um, it's it's not going to be take long for, you know, to get that feeling back. Yeah. And I am looking forward. I'm hoping maybe this will be the year I get to make my return. There you go. Because I want to see. I want to get it. in there. So hopefully maybe I have to have a lot of things change for me, but. We'll see. I would love to come back for 50th anniversary. But something else I'm looking forward to, I don't know if this is coming 21, but I, I know it's coming soon. Hogwarts Legacy. Don't oh, know yes. anything more about it other than a Harry Potter role-playing game. It, uh, I, I believe that they are looking to release it this holiday. So, uh, or this, this coming Christmas. This coming. So, yeah. so a, we're a year out. I'm excited for that. I can't wait till we get to hear a little bit more about it. I'm sure eventually we will. But oh, right yeah. now it's very hush. The Hogwarts Legacy is going to be awesome. And then Masters of the Universe Revelation, that new animated series. We got to hear the, the cast uh, earlier this year. And I've been hearing that there's going to be like two different uh, animated series for Masters of the Universe because they want to have one that's a continuation of the filmation. But then they want to they want to go more adult with uh, the DC Comics run that they had of Masters of the Universe was a bit more violent and uh, a bit more grown up. And uh, they want to have a series that's off of that, which I've been hearing is going to be another toy line based on that series, which I forgot what that one's called. But I've been hearing uh, stories about two different series coming. So I I don't know how accurate I am on any information I'm getting on that. But either way, Master Universe is back, baby. More cartoons, more toys. Yay. Uh, and just, I so long, toys on my desk. just so long as they don't make Masters of the Universe roar. Roar? What was Roar. roar? Well, there we had Thundercats roar. Last oh, year. gotcha. 
Gotcha. Yeah. Do not make fun of Masters of the Universe when you make a new series. Take it seriously. Because uh, I want to see this movie. This uh, I don't think they're gonna, they're going to maybe start shooting maybe this year the Master of the Universe movie. I know they cast a, a He Man, so which he needs to bulk up. Yeah, that guy needs to bulk up. So we're <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens. I don't know whether or not to get excited about that yet or not. Other than that, I w- I am kind of excited to see it. But you know we've seen them wreck a Master of the Universe movie before, so we'll see. But I, I think I've got everything really that I'm looking for, that at least I know I'm looking forward to, other than, of course, Wave 2 of Master Universe Origin figures. Wave 3 will maybe coming this year as well. Uh, anything else bigger you can think of, other than hopefully maybe Disneyland will open up again? And that would be nice. Uh, I know mm-hmm. that with the reopening of Buena Vista Street, they've had a lot of success with that. Um, but who knows? You know, California has got some of the most strict uh, guidelines out there right now yep. for dealing with COVID and that situation is going to have to resolve, be resolved before they can open back up. Yep. So there's, there's a lot of potential good stuff that could happen this year. We just don't know. There's always that we don't know, but what we need to do is keep our positive, keep that pixie in the pocket, young heart, positive attitude. So whatever happens, we find ways to deal with it. Even if it means I go and I buy more He-Man figures to help me deal with life. Or, or do like I'm doing now, play it through Final Fantasy VII Remake again, as I anticipate. Hopefully, we're, we're, I've been hearing rumor that we may this year hear about what's happening with Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two, And also, we're expecting to hear more. Final Fantasy XVI is hopefully coming, I guess, in 2021. Hmm. Uh, they, they had a, that little teaser trailer of that one. They're going back to their roots of being just pure fantasy instead of the science fiction that they've done lately. I, I I feel like I've been drawn back into the Final Fantasy series again. Now that it's more of a kind of a, a mixture of some action with the roleplay elements, it's right in my ballpark now. Good, good. Uh, so I do have a copy of, of 15. I haven't played it yet, but I'm going to play that one. So right now, I'm, kinda go, I'm also going through Far Cry 3 and Horizon Zero Dawn, but I got sidetracked because I wanted to play Final Fantasy VII Remake again. <laughs> so, but I'm going to play 15. I got a lot of things stacked up because one of the things we didn't even talk about that happened this year because it's hard to say it was a good thing. It was the PS5 and Xbox Series S. And why it wasn't such a good thing is that nobody can get a hold of the dumb things. And all these scalpers are out there selling it for twice the price. All right. So I will wait for that to become to where we actually can manage to get one if we want one. Which I, I have to save up some money before I can do it, you know. And I'm going to wait because... Mile, and I didn't mention the Miles Morales game is out there. I've heard it's fantastic, but I'm waiting because I want a PS5 first, and I'll get it on the PS5 so I can experience it the way the developers meant for it to be. Mm-hmm. But it looks great. I'm excited to play it, but I'm waiting. I'm being patient because <laughs> I want to play it on the PS5. So there are some other good things that really didn't kind of get mentioned, but I have reasons why I didn't mention it because that's something that hasn't happened for me yet this year. I'm waiting. Until the time that I can get in. when I get in my hands, believe me, I'll probably be on here going, "This was awesome!" So because it looks so cool. So yeah, it's, yep. it's it's more Spider-Man. So I'm I'm down. <laughs> so because I really enjoyed that first game, and I cannot wait for a sequel to that one as well. So, I'll try not to spoil it when I get it. Oh, uh, what have you got a PS4 already, or or you got a PS5 coming already? No, I don't have a PS5, but uh, no, I've got a big Spider-Man fan in my house, and she is really begging to get it ah so miles is going to visit your house yes part of me is tempted to just go ahead and get it but i'm like you know i got a lot of other games to play let me play these because i I really want to experience this on a ps5 the way they intended it so Mm -hmm. i'm being patient 
<laughs> I'm being patient. Although, yeah, the footage I've seen looks phenomenal. I'm, I'm excited to try it out. But anyways, anything else we need to throw into this before we put this to an end? You know, I'm just looking forward to 2021. Again, as we mentioned at the beginning, tomorrow doesn't mean that things are going to be wiped off the slate and everything's going to be happy and sunny and, and cheery. That's going to be up to us. That's, yeah. uh, you know, that, that's going to come down to the way that we approach it and our attitudes. But you know what? We've been in Neverland. We've had a chance to get away from some adulting here for a bit now. You know, let's take make sure we've got those pixies ready. Sprinkle ourselves with some pixie dust or with some uh, Eternia soil. And, there we go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, make the most out of 2021. You know, it, it has been a hard. It's been a difficult year. I'm glad that we've got so much that we can look back on and reflect and say, you know what? That was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. But let's make 2021 even better. Indeed. But with that, let's wrap this up. So we'll see you all on the flip side. Be, make sure you're checking in on the audio. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, make sure you hit subscribe and like on this video. Make sure you also come subscribe to the audio because I got an interview already finished with Dan Veets. Now, the name doesn't sound familiar, but he is the head guy for the Thank You Walt Disney organization that oh. is trying to rebuild the Laughograms. They're on a new big push. This is a very important interview. You got to come back and listen. Plus, there's there's, a, there's Disney history here in Kansas City that I didn't know that he talks about. He had a lot of great Walt Disney history stories that you're going to want to hear. So make sure you come back for our, and make sure you subscribe to our audio podcast. It's coming. All so right. Make sure. Dan Beats. And I'm working on some other fun conversations, too. Uh, Greg Berg. I've been in Cox with him for a while. We're trying to work it out. Greg Berg. You might know him as Baby Fozzie from the original Muppet Babies. Oh, OK. Yeah. I'm working on it. He's agreed to be able to come on the show. We're just trying to find a good time. I've also spoken to another guy who's actually working on a Masters of the Universe fan game that is really cool. I tried to demo out today. Um, I think we're going to have him on very soon. So we've got a lot of fun stuff coming up this year on the show. So make sure you're subscribed. Uh, the audio does come out here on YouTube. So if you just listen on YouTube, that's fine as well because you can still listen. But make sure you leave us a nice review on, on Apple. Go, go visit the website. Go to our Patreon page and help me out to keep this show going. But without further ado, let's wrap this up and we'll wave. Bye. Bye.